Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Melodies seem to form inside of you. The flow of your body drips off like flower dew. Of course I know that your stem has assaulted me. Like this is I wanna know you gotta get This is just too crazy now. Like every week. Look at your mic, just chilling. It's fucking racism, dog. I don't care what you say. This is racism. Shadism. Shadism. Colorism. Colorism. (laughs) Wow. Did my computer just turn off? This is is unprecedented, people. This is where this is wow. Remember wow. this moment when things are a lot easier than oh, this. Oh man, we gotta remember and, this. And people are doing this for when you. When we're in, yeah, we're in a studio. We've got producers, you know, high tech equipment. We remember these days. They're like coffee. This coffee's not good. Give me another one. That kind of Sergio. Shit. Sergio. Post haste. When you have Sergio. <laughs> when I get a Sergio, yeah. it's a wrap for all men. Yeah. So don't worry about this. I'm gonna get a white butler. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think just uh, you know reparations got to like, come somehow. I'm gonna somehow. be cool with him. I'm gonna be like yeah. how he's gonna be my my nigga. Like yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be like he's gonna be like G. I'm gonna rename Prince. him though. He's gonna be like Jeffrey. I'm gonna rename him just for oh. you know. Ooh, what are you gonna hey, give we him got. Time? I don't even know what my name is. Him, <laughs> hey, what are you gonna do? Just give him like an African name just for the sake. Imbaku. Of? I'm just calling him Imbaku. Imbaku. <laughs> You're gonna call him the Jabari Im- tribe. Imbaku. Imbaku. Tell me you see black. Is he gonna be British? Come on, man. Well, how how are you gonna how are you gonna ask me that to my All face? All right, just making sure, man. Just making sure, man. God, it's gonna be, you know some people know. out here. No, no, it's fair. Sometimes I'm late to stuff, but I couldn't. Yo, get, I couldn't. You know, <laughs> I took it in. Yeah, no, I'm gonna call him Mbaku, and um, yeah, I'm gonna change his whole name, I'm change his last name too. Yeah. And by the fourth or fifth generation, they won't know what their original name is. <laughs> I figure that shit should just balance. They're going to see, like, McDonald etched in a ring. They'll be like, who's that? Who the fuck is Agnes? I'm I'm Mbaku. Mary Lou. (laughs) But I'm Mbaku. (laughs) I'm T'Challa. What is this? This is dark. What is this, Tanner? Tanner. Hunter? Man. Yeah. I'm Marlon. And welcome back to the Extra Gravy Show. Um, we said we had something special for you guys this week, but something special had to um, postpone uh, their arrival until next week. But that's cool. We're getting it ready for you. We're getting it ready. Um, you will not be disappointed, I'll tell you that much. Um, something that we haven't, I don't think we've ever had people of their caliber. Let's put it that way. No, they're in the field. They in the field with it. They're like, in the field. They, they. <laughs> First-hand accounts. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be very educational. Um, <laughs> how was your week? It was good. Yeah? It was good. What would you get into? Uh, as I was saying, I I got to shoot a, a music video, and I'm in the process of editing that. Okay. 
Solid. Can you say the artist? Can you say the, the song? Or uh, yeah, it's Kennedy Road. Kennedy you know Road. Kennedy yes, Road. I yeah, know yeah. Kennedy Road. Yeah, Solid. she has like one of the dopest names for an artist in Toronto. Like I, I'm waiting I, for a dancehall artist to be Eglinton West. I just so that we I, I know, have, right? Like, I lived off of Kennedy Road, so we I'm need like, Yo, another road name. Like, and we have some tough roads. I'd say some have greasy to ta- roads. We have to ask some of the. The, the fans to put in their like top five road names. Yeah, yeah. You guys tweet us with your top five Toronto road names. How you say for our artists? Chitwe, I don't know if a man could pull off a Chitwe still because most people yeah. don't even know how to. Most yeah. people still call Chitwe. Chitwe. It's Chitwe. I, <laughs> <laughs> I learned that since I was a youth. Yeah. I actually live right near there. To be honest, oh really? Like my f- one of my first houses was like right off Chitwe. Too west for me, fam. Too west for I you? Jeez. You're an East Ender, huh? Uh, I, I did like welcome to Scarborough this week. Did you see that? Sorry, what did you, you do? You know the guy I did the welcome to Brampton. Yeah, I did the welcome to Scarborough. Oh, just dropped. No it's on uh, six buzz right now. Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'm on this. <laughs> All right, good. Oh man, um, I actually grew up in Scarborough. A lot of oh people yeah. are like writing, oh, this guy's not even from Scarves, yo. I actually, like, from grade two to grade seven, yeah. I lived in Scarborough. I went to McCown Road Public School. A lie. Yeah, I almost McCown went Road? to John McCray. I went to Birchmount. Birchmount? All type of ting, dog. That's cool, man. My arrival school was Pringdale back then, them times. So, the, and then where? Like, Maple, Vaughn area? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, th- yeah, then I moved from there straight to Maple. In like 2000, and then I that's where I stayed from then on. But I, I feel like people only consider you like from somewhere if you went to high school there. I think that's the like defining because that's kind of when moment. you become a yeah. person, right? I'm like, I'm Markham personally, yeah, I'm from Markham, yeah. You know, you, you go everywhere, but that's why I'm aging court, school, so I have no problem. <laughs> aging court, aging yeah. court, yeah, it's cool. yeah. No, I would, I would, I was, I loved Scarborough and. I didn't see the reason why we were moving until we moved. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, we're in the house now. Oh, my mom came, then came up. Oh, you okay. get it. You get it. All eventually. those days of sacrifice. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I, yeah, I literally seen the reason why, like, we, like, my mom would work so much and I'd be babysitting half the day and shit. Yeah. Like, 100%. she went ham and yeah, my dad, stepdad went ham and, like, they just, they finally accumulated and, and bought a house. And that was, like, a majority of the black kids that were in my neighborhood, like my mom got, like Dave Chappelle, was just rich enough so that we could grow up poor in a white neighborhood. My, my, literally, my family just moved from, from Scarborough. Yeah? Like, yeah, as soon as like I came into the picture, mm. that's when they were kind of getting their stuff together. My yeah. family's been here since the 70s. Okay. So they've had a little bit of time to like kind of mm. get stuff together. And like, yeah, by the time I came around, they were moving out to Markham. And like, even like, if you look at like Ajax and like Durham and stuff like that, yeah, all those are just Scarborough people that figured it out, got some money, said, "Yo, the, the property is cheap there." And yeah, that's what I'm saying. There. Niggas be in Durham, bro. Oh yeah, oh, niggas be in yeah, Durham. Yeah, that's not even like. A, yeah, a I was question. In, I was in Maple, like the poorest person in Maple, like. <laughs> We had Maple's probably basic weird, yeah. cable. I remember at one point we only had two channels. We had like CBC, you know, you got the the no cable channels. You got CTV. Like there's a TVO. About, did you watch Pingu at least? Yes. There's Pingu? a TVO. Okay. There's a, and then like oh, when five o'clock touch and Simpsons come on CBC. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Whose line is it anyway? Like, did your parents have a problem with the Simpsons? Not really, because it was a cartoon. So it's like you know how. Um, this is the thing with Jamaicans. They'll take the most popular of something and call everything of that genre it. That. So, 
<laughs> for example, my mom will still be like, Uno put where that, ni- that, that, that Nintendo? And it's it's not, like we're it's playing totally Xbox, mom. It's Nintendo. been about 20 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Nah, it, it suffices. They, yeah. You know what they mean. Whatever the catchiest word from that genre is, that's yeah. it. So everything was Simpsons. <laughs> everything was Simpsons. Anything animated. Anything animated was Simpsons. Family guy. So it was like yeah. any cartoon that came on, she would just associate with a Simpsons. And she never saw anything wrong with Simpsons, the few episodes that she did see. Okay. And, um, which hmm. is weird because it's like as an p- adult, you watch some cartoons now and you're like, you, what the fuck? Like there's that, I remember there's that Dis- Disney compilation on YouTube mm-hmm. um, someone made of the different sexual references in oh, Disney movies. Yeah, that's, that got dark. Yo, that's bro. Yeah, school is very weird. Dog, there's one, the, the Little Mermaid. Uh-huh. The, the priest has a full-on boner. Yeah. Like a full-on boner. Hard on. On the ship. And I was like, how did I not see this as a child? Or maybe I saw it and just didn't know what it Didn't was. Pocket, yeah. Your innocence is just crazy. Even um, I watched a Dexter episode, okay. uh, and Dexter comes home, and his parents are are like you don't see them at first, and you, they're showing from the outside of the house. So he's like, uh, uh, just move it to the right, just like oh yeah, right there. And huh. she's like, oh, that kind of hurt a little bit. And then they go into the house. So it's like move, being like, very like sexually suggestive. Yeah. yeah. And then they move into the to the house, and they still don't show them. They just kind of show their legs in the air type wow. thing. Okay. And then Dexter comes in the house. He's like, "Hey, mom. Hey, dad." And they're playing Twister. Of course. And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> Jesus." This is introducing those interesting situations. Is that that's what I've always thought? I'm like, is that what it is? Are they like psychologically? embedding sexuality into our like subconscious i don't know and like in in that context like that very specific because i feel like i've seen something like that Mm. if not dexter it's probably not harmful it's not swinging you one way or the other i mean more just like hey guess what remember when you heard your parents wrestling but you know when like you you um you capture those like your subconscious captures certain things in your mind that even later on you won't know why you know about something or like yeah. you feel a certain way about something, but you have a reference. But you point. have a reference point. Yeah. So it's like, is that it? They're making anchor points. I swear to you, my reference part point for boners is Titanic. I told you that was my first like willing. Yes. Yeah. You mentioned like that. I this is happening <laughs> and I'm okay with it. You were waterboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this yeah. is it. Is it? it so was I was cool. like, what is that? Like I don't know. Like ugh, I don't. I just don't get it. it I don't get like, it. It's like I don't know. It's. It's they even exposure. had the Lion King where, like, he, he goes, falls on the mountainside, and the dust that sprinkles up says sex. But question. Now, would you hesitate to show your, your no. Lion King? Not no, not at all. Do you think it did anything to, like, like really? Like, no, it didn't do anything. To, to me, honestly, a lot of it just seems like bored adults making cartoon kid shows and say, hey, let's, let's, let's throw, throw something in, in there. For yeah, us. For the yeah. adult or for us personally. You exactly, know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. Uh, a little Easter egg, if you will. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. yeah. But yeah. How, anyways, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. Um, didn't get into much, to be honest. I did the commercial. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, last week, and that was fun. Um, right now, I'm just, like, in the process of paying for everything and joining the apprenticeship. Okay. Um, I'm really, really itching to get back to doing another stand-up set. Um, so, and I've, yeah, I've been, I've been writing shit down. Like, I got some pretty solid jokes right now, I think. Where does the inspiration come from? You just regular. Uh, like, how's that go? 
there's the from, material from inspiration for like when I write down a joke. You mean? Yeah, like if you're gonna take the time out to write a joke, where, um, where are you pulling from? Well, it's got to be something that definitely is happening in the moment, and then I like I I don't know. I always like I don't know if I'm if I do it like actively, but I just look at things from such a different angle. Say you smoke like, weed. Just say you smoke weed. No, no. Honestly, it has not, <laughs> even when I, before that, like I'd always have just weird perspectives on things, okay. which is why a lot of people would always be like, "Yo, you should do stand up. Like, you should do stand up." Mm-hmm. I never understood why until now, when like I'm, I'm starting to realize the eye, the certain eye that stand up comedians have, mm-hmm. and how objective it is to a point where it's like you might feel like we don't even have emotions. Because, like, we just take it so logical. Because you go there, yeah. Because we just take it from such a logical standpoint. It's, like, it's wild to think about. Like, for example, I was listening to uh, Brilliant Idiots. Shout out to Brilliant Idiots, Charlemagne and uh, Andrew Schultz. It's probably one of my favorite podcasts. And he was saying something about how he lives in an area where it's, like, there's constantly deer running around and stuff like that. And he hates seeing people honk at the deers and shit. Cause he's like, yo, nigga, like they lived here first. It's like we put all these houses in their house, and now you're mad that they're here. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he's, yeah, and Andrew's like, yeah, it's like when people say it's a shark attack. That wasn't a shark attack. That was dinner. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it is. You technically is went into their habitat. That so it's true. like those different little things. And like, for example, today, I just saw this today. I don't know if you've heard about this. They found out that women's cramps are mm-hmm. equivalent. To heart attacks, their period menstrual cramps are equivalent to the pain experienced in heart attacks. Are you serious? I'm deathly serious. On like a month to month. On basis. a month to month basis, for a week long, your girl is having a heart attack. <laughs> I'm so serious. I'm so serious. Yeah, I feel so whack. Like I hit my hand today at work, so it's a little swollen. So I came home and I was like. Ah, take care of me. See, ah, this is what I'm oh saying. Ah, Women ah. do not know. Sucks. Like, th- like now I'm like, yo, what are you doing? They're having heart attack period cramps. Cool, fine, I get it. It hurts, but you guys don't know what it's like to be a guy with a cold. How dare you? How, like, how, how dare you question? My, what I, I can't can do? move my arms, my legs. I barely can speak. You guys don't understand that. Give me a bosom, like, I just, like, just give me a couple wazzles, like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the just run the dome skis, man, and then just make me a little, you know, make me a little one, two oxtails. Why is it? I've heard from multiple sources that guys are just really babies when it comes to like colds and flus. Like they really do, like the the like manliest of manliest, and they like you know they try to get babied when soon as they get a little sick. I mean, the thing with me is that I don't get sick, and okay. I find my girl gets sick a lot. Okay. And like I don't know if it's uh, me. I always say y'all y'all got low low iron. Low iron. You guys losing so much blood every month. Y'all are all anemic. You, don't got no you guys def- don't know if you're you cold. You got a defense system. You don't know if you're hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Immune system all fucked up. You don't know what's going on. Uh-huh. And sometimes they're making like they they're taking pills. Like it's all sort of cocktails of pills, like birth control and uh, mitol or fucking Tylenol extra strength, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like those things, I'm not a medicine person. I don't like medicine. I don't take pills. When I have a headache, I let that shit just fucking play itself out. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people that are like, run, go get Tylenol every Drum time up. I have a headache. Like, I feel like that kind of stuff makes you more susceptible to 
those type of illnesses. Like it's like you're you're saying telling your immune system, chill out, I got this. And now your immune system's always like, All right, he got this, he's fine. Yeah. That's <laughs> you know true. what I mean? Yeah. And plus you and don't know what's evolve. in these pills. And bacteria evolve and stuff like that. Yeah. So the more that you put into your body it kind of just gets used to it. So I feel like also it's like you don't Yeah, like I just yeah. feel like I don't even know what I was talking about. And I hate that's, when that happens that's, that's, because it's like you're on a track, then you start talking about something else, and you completely forget it. Am I old? Do I have Alzheimer's? Who knows? Just think of it as a relief. It's, it's a purge. It's a, it's a time to start fresh. But seriously, uh, ignoring women's pain has been a concerning medical practice for, well, forever, with research showing that doctors generally take it less seriously than men's health. Hell, the word... Hysterical stems from his, hystericus, meaning of the womb. I've heard about this. I, I never hysterical, knew that. Yeah, I've heard specifically about the word hysterical. That's hysterical. <laughs> That's the womb. <laughs> oh man, That's crazy. But yeah, uh, woman, we do feel for you. I, I'm equivalent to a heart attack. I'm a bum. I'm, yeah. So it's like you're, you're telling. You're like, yo, why are you so mad? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my bad. I'm just having a heart attack over here. Yeah. Experiencing a mild stroke. What about dinner nigga? though? Like you can't make up food. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Men are trash, man. Right? We know this. Yeah, um, it's time we uh we get into a little something we like to call our good youth of the week. Ah, oh, yeah, good youth. Um, it's like Black Panther just can't stop living. It's not Black Panther, but it is Disney, who uh, was inspired by Black Panther to donate $1 million to Boys and Girls Club of America to help expand its youth STEM programs. STEM, if you guys don't know, is science, technology, engineering, and math. That includes a new STEM center of innovation that's being opened in Oakland, California. If you guys don't get that uh, relevance... Um, Oakland, California is where Killmonger was um, mm. was born and was living in the movie. They're um, going all the way with it. They're going all the way with this shit, man. Um, Marvel Studios' Black Panther is a masterpiece of movie making and has become an instant cultural phenomenon, sparking discussion, inspiring people young and old, and breaking down age-old industry myth. It is thrilling to see how inspired young audiences were by the spectacular technology in the film. So it's fitting that we show our appreciation by helping advanced STEM programs for youth, especially in undeserved areas of the country, to give them the knowledge and tools to build the future they want. Disney's $1 million donation will help open up a STEM center in Oakland, as well as centers in Atlanta, Georgia, Baltimore, Chicago, Harlem, Connecticut, Memphis, New Orleans, LA, Orlando, Philadelphia, Washington, DC, and Watts, California. Damn. They basically said, okay, black people, we got let's you. make it even. We got you. <laughs> yeah, let's make it even. Basically. No, that's Because they that's said crazy, undeserved bro. areas. So it's like areas they knew needed this shit anyways. And they said, hey, now that this movie's out and we, we see that you guys are smart fictionally, let's uh, make you smart in real life. Shout out to Disney. And as you mentioned that, um, I, I know, I, I hate being the like... Uh-oh. Yeah, you know, I'm going to take oh, this. Oh, you're going to be sorry. that guy. Oh, ah. Jesus Christ. Here Don't we go. you hate it? Look, okay. Does it being a fictional story based in a fictional place in Africa mm-hmm. discredit anything going on? Like just the excitement or the uh, the connection to black culture 
Um, I think people are looking at it from a much larger point of view as not just um, it being in Africa or anything. I think it's just more so about representation mm -hmm. and the fact that we're able to prove that we do spend money because a lot of times for the past 10, 20 years, I feel like the narrative was black people don't spend money on stuff. If you're going to, like, especially in this industry, if you're going to market market to white people because market white people are the buyers they're the people who are, who are actually buying your merch they're people who are buying your cds and so this movie should prove that they're completely bugging i feel like it's this movie girls trip get out get out was i don't want to say the, the 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 um catalyst but i feel like it, it helped a lot in that a black director produced such a uh Immaculate film, like I feel like I I compared that film to to Pimp a Butterfly, in that critics and just regular people alike couldn't deny the greatness and couldn't deny how like almost flawless it was, to a point where it's like you can't say this is not black excellence. You know what I mean? Okay, so then drawing in Get Out, do you feel like um, the genre? of the, the film actually hurt um, Black Panther in comparison to Get Out. Because, yes, it is a horror, but they were able to spin it to kind of prove closer to real life. It was like a horror satire. It was a satire. Yeah, you know what I mean? It was, a I mean? it was exaggerated feelings of how we might actually feel. Yeah, and it, it's Black like Panther's a Black Panther's fictional, yeah. you know, yeah. Well, they, that, that's the other thing. It's like Black Panther's been out, you know what I mean? It's not oh, like yeah. it's a new it's thing new. either. Yeah. And... It's also, it's a combination of a lot of things. I think it's this sudden, um, this sudden uh, camaraderie around anything black that's, that looks like it should be, you know, that's yeah. of worth, yeah. of value. Because at the end of the day, we're still not just throwing money at just anything. No, no, no. We have standards, and you're seeing the standards are very high right now. So I think it's that matched with um, the fact that when has there been a black Marvel superhero? Yeah, that, I mean, Storm. there's 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 Luke Cage, I guess. On, uh, but when is like yeah. what? I know what you mean. I know. Luke I, Cage I completely understand. What fucking you're trash. <laughs> and black people supported the shit out of that too. We just supported it. Did you know what I, I mean? I haven't spoke like, about it since. And, but a lot of black people it. thought that that was good up until like I guess the next season or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Get Down was super black, but it wasn't good, and we stopped supporting it. You know what I mean? So it's like it's not necessarily just anything black. It's just no, got, it's got to be of quality as well. Black Panther is the movie that not doesn't only show us that we're supporting the culture. It's showing everyone else because of the numbers, because yeah. of its reach and yeah. the fact that it's a Marvel film. Mm -hmm. So and it's like it's like Black Panther seems like that one black guy in um, I don't know. It's like a black guy playing hockey, and he's the only black guy playing hockey. And it's the finals, but he's the only nigga that scores. And you're like, oh, thank you. Like, okay, we, you we represented wrapped, wrapped and yeah. you did well. Like, Black Panther is, it represents, but it's also such a good movie. Like, that's the thing that's like such a, it, it helps so much. It's the fact that it's attached to something African, which always, almost always has a negative um, perspective shown in the media. That matched with. The fact that it's the richest nation in the world. You got the smartest girl in the universe. She's it's, black. 
it's like set up for black excellence. It's it's set up to inspire. It's yeah. It's it's nice to like es- escape. Unfortunately, escape into mm-hmm. that thought process and enjoy it and be like, yes, I'm seeing it happen. This is great. And there was a point in there where it's like you felt the inferiority complex of white people in the movie. Oh yeah, because it was so black. And there was even that one part where she's like, don't sneak up on me like that, colonizer. And I was like... Put you back in your place. I was like, yeah. Black people were like, like in the theater. And like, for a moment, you're just like, yo, like, niggas run this world. Whatever world I'm watching, black people are so above everything and everyone in it, they don't even help anybody. No. They don't even they don't even bother with anyone. It's like the same way that like, you know, right now it's not like there there are poor white people. There are poor like, you know, mm-hmm. Caucasian people yep. and they're not getting helped by the powers that be. Definitely not. Like they not thought they would have too when they voted that nigga in. Mm. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I, have you ever <laughs> heard of a Ponzi scheme? <laughs> You're on the bottom. <laughs> I laugh at you. You're done, bud. I laugh at you. Did you? I, I love there was a video on YouTube actually of this little boy that was crying. Oh, because he he's half black oh. and he wanted to be full black after oh. Black Panther. Yes, I I don't blame the little nigga. He was just hurt. <laughs> don't worry, little nigga. You go to a full nigga just. You gonna tan eventually, don't little worry. nigga. Don't worry, man. Hey, no I, when I was four years old, I was Jason Kidd black. Now look at me. Look at you. Progression, my guy. Got, Get some no vitamin worries. D. Get that sunny delight. You good. Your first encounter with the police, you don't know. You, you know exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get what side of the fence you is. <laughs> <laughs> you want me black, kid? Walk down the street at night <laughs> behind white people. You want me black so bad, goddammit? Throw a rock through that window. Just go do it. You better be happy you look like Blake Griffin. <laughs> Blake Griffin, an ambiguous-ass nigga. Ambiguous. Nigga, don't know, you don't know if he white, black, or Will Ferrell. <laughs> He's a he's a trippy looking guy. He, Blake Griffin, very trippy. Is a very trippy. Like you could just like, take all the melanin from him and he'd still be fine. Like he just looked like he a literally looks white like person. if you you ever seen a white person and be like, they got a lot of black features. It's like <laughs> that's <laughs> Blake Griffin. <laughs> he's that one white person that said, yo 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 yo, my guy got a he got a lot of black features over there. That guy. Going on. Um, do you think Blake Griffin gets followed around? Like, I don't know, J.C. Penny. I don't know where he shops. Uh, <laughs> Where's Blake Griffin shop? J.C. <laughs> Big and tall. <laughs> the security guard's like, you've been around the Dockers for a while. <laughs> you've been around those khakis for quite a bit, young man. I'm going to do a lap. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. Get what you want. Get the fuck out. <laughs> um... Black Panther, man. Yeah, that's uh, a good, good Ute of the Week, Disney, for sure. Yeah, definitely good Ute of the Week. Um, speaking of Black Panther, Week 2, $108 million. They are literally $200 million away from a billion within the first month. Yeah, you, need, you need, like, a money counter sound right now. Whew. I'm going to put some money counters on it. Cha-ching-ching. Ching. A little scrappy. Oh, my God. Let's some money in the bank. <laughs> money uh. in the bank. Um, Crazy. But, yeah, $108 million in this for the second week. Some films don't even make that in months. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, I believe, made $700 million 
over the span of five months. So, um, what do you like? What do you say to this? I I think that. And it's a gift and a curse because I think that there was so much hype going into this movie, so much excitement bubbling from our community, from our culture, just because we haven't seen this before, that for one, it got people in the theater fast. Yep. Right at the gates. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, that's why you're seeing the numbers that you're seeing right now. But also at the same time, it was a good movie. But because of how much hype there was, there was no way I was going to be surprised about anything in the movie, though. It was, but that's the thing. That's what's so crazy about the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's so many people that would be like, yo, I'm going to suck your dick. You're going to come in five minutes, all right? Tops. And now they've hyped it up so much, you don't even nut. You're just like, I'm, like, I'm not This was. This is that. what you, okay, yeah. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Black Panther said, yo, I'm going to suck your dick and you're a boss in 10 seconds or less. And niggas boss in five. Niggas were nutting in five seconds, bro. Like, that's Black Panther in a nutshell. That's basically. There's so much hype and yet you still went to the movie and were like, yo, my guy. <laughs> like, you still at the theater like, yo, man, I'm going to have to watch this movie, eh? This guy said it was the quickest blowjob. It was the quickest nut. It was the quickest nut. The quickest nut, dog. And I knew within the first. Thank you, Black Panther. You know what I knew it was sick? You know what I knew it was going to be good? What? I'm going to say 45 seconds to a minute and a half into the movie. You can call it a spoiler. It's just fucking, like, it's the intro of the movie. Okay. Kids are playing basketball. Uh-huh. Remember the, pa- yeah. the the panning? Yeah, that's when I knew. Oh, you're like, oh, I swear to you, once they were playing basketball, I'm like, I've never seen basketball shot in this way. This movie's about you're to like, be sick. They're paying attention. They're trying. Yeah, they they're, they're trying because to take every little scene. Yo, listen, go back and watch Marvel movies, people. Then go watch Black Panther and tell me if there's anything that's alike. Because the only time I can remember Black Panther seeming like a Marvel movie was when they entered Wakanda. And you got that big landscape of, yeah, oh, this yeah. is what the city looks like. That's every Marvel movie. City shot. Grand. City shot. Empire State Building. Bridge. Into someone's house. And they're just talking. This, the smallest little scene. They didn't even need to do that. They didn't. They literally could have done it in a two shot. And they, and they got, gave these kids angles playing basketball. They all got their own camera time. Like, the, the panning of the camera, the swinging. It was well, that's just when, great. That's, that's what happens when the right eye is, is in charge. Of Mr. Fucking that. Ryan Coogler. Jeez. Beast. Beast 31. Beast mode. Young 31 boy. years old. A young boy. Now. Listen, he's 31. Y'all, y'all stop fucking around, man. Stop being lazy. It's, stop taking days off, man. man. 31. All right? This hits home. Hard work. This hits home because I'm like, he's... He's doing the damn thing. And I read up on him. You know, he didn't even have a script writing. Like, he, he learned how to write scripts from watching Pulp Fiction, first of all. Which, Well, that's good. kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, kind of, because, like, Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. is, like, very, like, self-taught. Like, what he worked at. Yeah, he, a, he taught a, himself a to say store. nigger, for sure. He taught himself how to say nigger. Um, Nobody taught did. Tarantino how to say nigger. He, he did. In every movie. His dad probably taught Ever. Him. He writes it down. Oh, that's a good one. Mm, nigger. Runs off the tongue. Put that in the like script. A that one got That one's got to get him. Has a sting. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, yeah his, he, he was using Microsoft Word to write his scripts. Which, if you tried that, <laughs> you know how mm. ma- how meticulous 
that is. Like, that is not an easy task. And then his girlfriend, shout out to girlfriends from the bottom up, bought, scraped up some money together and bought him final draft. God. And then that's when it all started for him. Backbone. Just the support. Just the support. That being said, even though he he was kind of not well-versed in it and he Mm. was doing it in that way, guys, learn your craft. Like, really master your craft and put yourself on par so that when you get those opportunities, you know, you don't look like you don't know what you're doing. Preparation meets opportunity, man. It's true. Exactly. There's a lot of times people think that they're sick at something. And and, and you get thrown into that situation and realize you ain't that sick. And the thing is, not <laughs> everyone has time for raw talent. They can mm, appreciate it mm, from a distance, but yep. not everyone has time for it. So, like, not, It's just like a relationship, people. Like, no one, You have all the potential in the yeah. world, but if the person never lives up to the potential, like, there it is. It's that they're not going to take you seriously. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, show flashes of brilliance for sure. Yep. Black Panther, man. Wow. Um Amazing. Their their social media went from like 100k to like 550k in just, a week. Just week. Craziness. Um, of course, the uh, film couldn't be met without some backlash. But it wasn't the type you'd think. No, no, no. You sure? <laughs> so Killmonger, we all know, played by Michael B. Jordan. Uh-huh. The gal named Sugar mm-hmm. had the ladies going crazy, obviously, all week. Mm-hmm. Um... Since the movie dropped, basically, he's been, he's been having he's been the center of attention for females on social media. Sorry, sorry women on social media. They like that Jesus. bumpy look. They like the bumpy. They like the look. They like the little Bria look, man. He looks like a feel him. He looks like the dictionary <laughs> in Braille. <laughs> That's the dictionary for blind people. Is his chest? Imagine they yo, Ryan Coogler would be the guy to be like yo. Um, actually, what we did do was um, write Eric Killmonger in all of the welts on his body in Braille. So if you, oh. if you were actually uh, blind and, and scraped across his chest, it would say you, you know who Eric who Killmonger. So that's what we did. Yeah, kind of as like an Easter egg of the movie. Attention to detail. <laughs> I feel like they would do that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, my man was, you know, he's, he's up in the, in the movie. Mm-hmm. Jacked, mm-hmm. gained a few extra pounds and uh, really hit the gym. Packed it on, yeah. And... Girls going crazy. Mans were salty. About what? About him being sexy. Two girls. I don't because he likes anime. Oh, they tried to nerd him out? They tried no, to he's like, basically, he really is a fan of anime. Yeah, okay. Um, and, you know how, okay, first of all, let's say this. Men who complain about other men, especially guys who are perceived as sexy. Let's start there, okay. Clearly, there's some insecurity there. Yeah, yeah. Either... Um, either you, you you're not getting girls yourself, yeah, or the girl you like is posting Michael B. Jordan all over Instagram or some shit, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So that's first of all, yeah. Y- y'all niggas salty, y'all niggas ugly. Um, yeah, get your game up. We know how you feel to start. Okay, no. I we don't know how you feel, but well, like, we, we can identify with from. some certain aspects. You know we know I mean? where they're starting from. <laughs> mm-hmm. We know where the problem stems. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No pun intended. Shout out to Disney. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I just don't understand, like, what do people, or should I say men in this case, what do what do you gain from going on and be like, yo, this nigga, he like anime, so y'all still like this nigga? Like, what the, I, I, I was so confused. So then that happened, right? And niggas were going off, oh, you guys don't like anime niggas anyways, yada, yada, yada. 
And girls were like, oh, we like anime niggas. They, those anime niggas just don't look like Michael B. We Jordan. Love, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't like, care about if he likes cartoons. Right? And it's that. like, for guys to be saying all that shit, mm. you definitely don't get girls. Because you know a girl will like anything you're into as long as they like you. Yeah, I actually put my girl on to like anime like i put her on to like dragon that ball. shit that put her she, on an old school dragon ball z and, and she probably like, never even liked it at the start no but she's like you know what i'm gonna do this for for my baby yeah and, then, and yada yada and then there's one thing that catches them and it's like oh okay this might not be this might be cool this might be actually kind of cool you know what i mean no. so mm-hmm. so they were salty like household like just like just salty dog just salty what other things what things do your girl does your girl pick up on that you say what you would say is you and she just straight up like stole it or like it's just become oh, part of her. Ooh. With me, it's always the way I talk. Really? Things I say. Because I'll say to my girl, like, yo, shut up, dog. And you'll hear it. You'll yeah, hear yo, it fam, back. are you sick? And they'll, they'll, at another point in time, like, yo, dog, are you dumb? Yikes. To me, right? Yeah, and it's like, yeah. we know it's a joke thing, but it's like, yo, dog, don't talk like me, fam. Are you, yo. Interesting. <laughs> and my thing about that is like, yo, I get cheese because, like, if we ever break up, yo. <laughs> she snatched a bit of you. You can't go bring me to a next man. Dog. Wow, like, that's kind of like, weird. You know what I mean? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, have you ever thought about that? How many parts of your girl and things that she does and says and moves in a way was another nigga before you? Especially if she was in a serious relationship. This doesn't go for girls who are in relationships every, like, two months. But if you're talking someone that was in at least a year, we're going to say at least a year relationship. You're talking to another nigga sometimes. <laughs> you gotta realize that. Well, it, it's like it's like kind of on the same level as like your parents. You pick up traits from your parents. Like, what but it's another say? nigga. I, I don't know, mind your I know, parents. I, I don't know. mind talking to my girl's mom through my girl. I don't mind. That. Or like, have you ever dated like a girl that looks a lot like her dad? Oh no! Oh, <laughs> imagine that. That'd be. But, but like, imagine you 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 met her obviously oh. without her dad. And you're like, Ooh. now you meet the dad and their twins. And then you meet the dad and their twinas. And he's like, yo, what's up, Marlon? Hailing you up. You're yo! Like, oh. I, I remember, I, remember I, I thought this girl was super sexy. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like, fiending for it. Then I met her dad, and her dad looked exactly like her. And I'm like, <laughs> am I now technically sexually attracted to her dad's face? That's weird. Well, you see, like, is that a, I don't know. Like, I don't know. How does that work? What are the rules? You're like, if he threw a wig on, is it you? Like, what is that? Shit, oh, shit got God. dark. I'm sorry. How did we start? Where, where did we, how, how did we get here? Did <laughs> we get here? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's supposed no to one. be here. No one. No one. No one at all. No one at all. I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but seriously, how much like I really oh, wonder how trippy. much and you the thing is you'll never hear about it. I, like I remember, oh man, I had a really it wasn't an insecure moment. I literally was just in a joking mood, mode, mm-hmm. and my girl took it as insecurity on my part. I'm like, it really isn't that. Yeah. I'm just, it's just a really funny thing to me. Yeah. I was like, was your ex's dick bigger than mine? Yeah. Because you say some shit to me sometimes, it makes me think I have the biggest dick in the world. Yeah, yeah. So, so you just like, wanted a reference Were point. any of your ex's dicks bigger than mine? Ooh. And she was like, avoiding it. So now I'm like, yo, oh, so there was. Huh? And I'm like, so it's wait. a yes or no Because then now you're like, okay. It's kind of like when someone's like, oh, you're so sexy. Yeah. But then you see them macking on somebody else. That looks nothing That is like not you. sexy at all in your eyes. Oh, so the, you're just so checking. It's like, yo, is my dick actually big? Or are you, is this something you just say? Is this, is this just a, like a confidence boost? A, a common courtesy. Right? 
You know what I mean? So it's like, I was just acting. I was like, no way. Are you? That's when the insecurity kicked in because you wouldn't answer. I'm like, yo, what are you doing right now? What are you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me if he's thinking that. Talk to things. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, and then she finally said it or whatever. And I'm just like, that wasn't that hard. Like, no. just let me know. <laughs> we can talk about that girl that's like, what, she, what does she look like? Oh <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, this is hilarious to me. And I just, there's so many things that like you bring from past relationships into next relationships without even realizing. You just think that this is me now. We're all dating each other. It's so weird. And all, I mean, like, it's also true too. Like, if I think about it, I'm like, I kind of know, or I have an idea of if something were to happen with me and my girl, her yeah. moving forward, I kind of know where where she'll be like in the sense of Yo, like the type of person she's that's be another with. thing after you do you, you think but what if she's with someone you'd never you're like completely opposite complete opposite like there are times where like that means i feel like my exes will will start talking to somebody that they would they would have dissed when we were in a relationship because there's a lot of people like that where it's like they tell their significant other yeah you ain't got to worry about that person. A, blah, out of blah, blah. spite. Out of spite because they know that you worry about that person. So that's either oh. there's already still a connection. That would cheese That would cheese you. Or if oh it's literally God. someone completely opposite, like literally where you're like, well, how are you dating this person? Yeah. Then that means that like ultimately they didn't, you not you failed. Yeah, like what a girl. failed, but like there was more than just minor details about your relationship that she wanted to change. Right? Yeah, she yeah. Wanted, like, for sure. There's dating, a lot of there's a lot of women Tanner. start dating women. <laughs> After they're dating a man, and the guy's like, "Yo, what the fuck did what I do? Just happened. What did I do? Like, what just happened?" And it's like a lot of people be like, "Oh, you ruined her. You ruined her. Now she doesn't like." It. It's like, no, no, she clearly liked women at some to some capacity. Yeah, and you weren't a woman, so it's like it makes sense. You guys aren't together. Like, yeah, like your experience might have confirmed and checked the box yeah. off, but the box definitely existed I feel like before you. Were there. The more opposite the person is to me, if they're still. A respectable youth, I won't care. But no, if it's somebody I feel is highly undeserving of the new brains they're about to get, like I taught question. you how to suck dick, <laughs> I taught you how to suck this dick properly. It took years. Question: Is it does it make sense to even wish your ex like a waste man? Like do you like is it do you? I wish mean, I, I guess it depends well. on how you guys ended. I don't oh. wish any of my exes to be with yeah. waste men because I feel like all my exes are deserving of. Happiness, because I don't date shitty people. Right, right? You mean you so should, it's like, if we break up, it's because we just didn't work out. Yeah. it's never been like. But the bar oh, remains. This person cheated, or, uh, like, you're a piece of shit. You did this. It's like we just didn't work out. So it's like all my exes are like they're still really good people. Yeah, they're really dope people who deserve. So you'd assume they'd date other. I'd really assume they date someone deserving of. But I also would assume that I've raised your bar. Yes. Yeah. No. 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 You know that's what I mean? A, like you don't want to. That's a given. Someone going to something that you, someone that you feel is like nowhere near your level, is like, yo, did like, did I just waste my time completely? Like, I didn't, e I didn't even help you grow as a person yourself. That might hurt. That might hurt. You know what I mean? Like, if I feel like, like we both grew in the relationship. Yeah. And. Then I see, like, I go out, I'm dating somebody, and they're a level up from what I dated before, or whatever, the same level, whatever. And I see you dating someone that's, like, pegs down, like, in whatever regard. Yeah. It's cool if you're all happy and stuff, that's fine, but I'm still like, yo, like, 
I thought well, I taught you better. Well, well maybe. Well, ah, well, maybe that's why you guys didn't work out because maybe what you brought to the table wasn't their comfort level. Maybe they were okay exactly where oh. they were. You know how in Ooh. relationships you try to elevate oh. each other. Oh. This is gravy. Exclusive. Sav with the gems. The love drops. The gems. I'm about to drop some like jewel sounds right here. Little trinkets. <laughs> Little trinkets for your travels. Maybe people don't want to grow. Sometimes people don't want to grow. Growing's not easy. Growing's scary to some, I suppose. Change is scary. Change is scary. Growing is scary to an extent. And I can understand that when it comes to um, someone you're not completely vulnerable with. You know what I mean? Like, I've told exes things my, none of my boys know. Mm-hmm. You know, shit like that. So it's like, when you're growing with someone like that, where the communication's so transparent, if you don't want to it's still, like, that's weird to me. I get growing in a sense where it's like, you're growing career-wise, and you got to take that next step, but, like, you're like, yo, am I ready for that next step? Do yeah. I, like, I get that fear. I get that fear because it happens to me a lot. But because you never want to find out you're not as good as you think you are. But you you think that that level of communication is always there when it comes to, like, you gro- think growth, so. the career and stuff like you that, think right? So, but, but who are you vulnerable with when it comes to career? That's more of a just a you thing when it comes to, like, okay, I got to take this next step. There's not really anyone that you can talk to that could make that decision for you. That's true. At the end of the day, everyone, your significant other, your mom, your dad, everyone can give you their advice and their opinions, but they're all looking in from the outside. They're not you who's like, yo, I, I, but I'm afraid of this and I don't tell anybody I'm afraid of this. But, but from the outside, if they know you, if they know you well mm-hmm. and they have a good understanding of the world, they can see you actively passing up opportunities. A you lot can be of people. Well aware. Like some people, I don't even know if people are aware that we can see you. Yeah. Yeah. Like we can. Yeah. And a lot, it, there's so many people just wasting their potential away and they have no idea they even exist. I know, that too. That, <laughs> and, it, you know, and that's almost a little bit more forgivable. I think it's the people that know that they can be doing more. I don't know if it's forgivable. For me, more it, okay, I think it depends on your perspective. Um, for example, high school, mm. the mans who were super athletic, oh, yeah. super good at, at ball or wherever, and you, you're here like working hard to get that good, and they just naturally have these talents, and they don't do shit with it. Do you know how many niggas I hate for that shit? You have no idea how many mans are like six five, wasting away their life getting three, four kids, and you're dropping before, bro. Before the game, mans are blunted out, dropping thirty points, and I'm here struggling on hoop town. I'm here struggling, telling people smoking's bad for you. Yeah, right. And these niggas are just naturally gifted, yeah. and they just squabble their talents. And that shit's frustrating and unforgivable in my eyes. Especially if you know and recognize you have the talent. There's one thing when you don't recognize. You can be a very good speaker and not realize you should have a talk show. I get that. But when you're, when you're gifted in a certain field, and you are a part of that field on a weekly, daily, monthly basis... And you know what you're capable of doing, and yet you still do not push yourself to that next limit. That's when it's frustrating and unforgivable. Okay, well, well, think about it this way: You ever hear about there's so much gorgeous people out there that are are just airheads because they were oh, yeah. able to get around? Oh yeah, 
through life just that because they're fat. Because they're just attractive. So take that whole take that same concept, move it over to sports. For a young kid, let's say they're 15, 16 years old, athletic as shit, they literally drop 20, 30 every single game. Yeah. To me, if I'm that kid mm-hmm. and all my teachers and my parents are kind of leaning towards just giving me the easy route because they can see this potential for me, yeah. I don't. I feel like it's going to be really hard to grow other sides of myself. I'm going to lean on my 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 strength. Like you know what I mean? It's yeah. really hard to be fully well rounded. Yeah, I feel talented. like it depends on your um your priorities, right? And it depends on what you deem as important. Because some people. Like you said, like they'll focus on just one area. Like for example, kids who are coming up and their their parents are pushing them in sports. Yeah. And it's like, you never know if they're good at volleyball too or whatever because you're just fucking you picked, constantly. You picked a lane. You tried you to master a lane it. And you said tunnel vision. But everything else got like weaker in yeah. that sense. You know. Social skills. You know what I mean? It's like you gotta always sacrifice something. I feel like there's always something, and you gotta you gotta look within yourself and be like, okay, what am I willing to give up? In order to achieve what I, whatever I want to achieve, yeah, you know what I mean. The sacrifices that come with everything. Sometimes you it sacrifice maybe not being able to go out with friends as much anymore, and that might hinder you socially, because you don't. When you get into those those situations now, you don't even you don't necessarily know how to act. You don't know anybody there. You're on your phone. You're like, I'm not, I'm just gonna you know go to my safe place, which is my phone, where I know like. I won't look weird if I'm on my phone. There, I won't there's look a, awkward. There's a trade-off for everything. Yeah. For sure. And to, and to be really well-rounded, like, let's say extremely talented in your field and also be a well-rounded individual, that's a task, man. And that's, that's why like, those people are so special. They are people, very special. People like um, uh, LeBron James. Exactly. People like Oprah. People like, you know what I mean? Like, people were just so well-rounded where it's like you can't really find a flaw in their game because they work on every aspect. Absolutely. They set time aside to work on everything. Nobody can come to LeBron and tell him he's not socially active or socially aware. No, man. He's Nobody can tell LeBron that he doesn't know his history. He's built for this. He's built to do like, exactly what he's doing. And, like, he's crazy. excelling. For it's sure. wild. And a lot of times, like, I focus on that. Like, I'm one of those people who always go to the root. Me and Jason talked about it a couple months ago. Synchronicity. Mm-hmm. And, like, being able to trace back exactly when and why something happened. Like, whether it be um, you getting a job, whether it be you finding somebody. Like, how did that happen? Like, that moment, how did it manifest? Like, what was the catalyst? Like, the yeah. seed? Like, okay, if I didn't, if I didn't promote this party, if, okay, you say I, if I didn't promote this party, I wouldn't have met this person we wouldn't have gone to this place. I wouldn't have been able to see this thing in this country, right? But then you go, you go even further back with that. You can. And be like, okay, if I didn't know this person, I wouldn't have been able to promote on that party. And it, I, if I didn't, like, um, if I didn't go to this event, I wouldn't have met that person. And you just keep going back. And, like, that's why people can have a whole autobiography. Mm-hmm. And have it interesting. Like you yeah. can have a whole story told because you're just tracing back important points. Yeah. And and, and drawing a story through it. Mm-hmm. You're just you're just basically And people love that come up story. Oh man. And, that's and, like and that's drugs what, for and, me. And that's what keeps uh, to be honest, like I don't know everyone has their why, but yeah. I think moments like that are why people in our industry do what we do. It's mm-hmm. because you look for the moment that leads to the moment that yep. leads to the moment. And then 
Dog, I've been making my A and E biography in my head since I was like eight. Guy. Like I know all the teachers that are gonna be speaking of my biography. Yeah, I already know. I already know the teachers, what they're gonna say. Yeah. I, I already know what my parents are gonna say. Was, my Martin friends. Was rambunctious and he was always you know, just always the class clown. Always loved attention. He always like, loved the girls. <laughs> like I, I often like I, I'll sit there and I'll just wonder. I'm like, okay. My thing is always like I, I'll sit down for like half an hour, an hour sometimes, just like daydreaming on like, what do I want said when I'm gone, or what do I want left when I'm gone? You know what I mean? And like, how am I gonna leave a legacy where it's like, because I want to be remembered. I'm not gonna. There's, there's no like. Yeah, tippy toeing around it. I don't want to be just somebody that lived. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and left. Fine to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think I've thought about who's gonna be at my funeral. How many people? Will it be late? Will it be late? Will it be late? Will there be tears? Like you know what I mean? Like it. It's there's so many there's so many things that I think of as a as the angle, and then I work my way back on how I can get to there. Yeah. So I'll start the angle. And be like, okay, I want half of Toronto. I want there to be a parade when I die. I want them to drive me down Queen Street like Biggie. They, they, re- <laughs> they, re- they reveal Palmer Avenue. They yeah, you know Palmer what I mean? Like, Avenue, yeah. I want a street. I want a of statue. Of course. Like, can I run for mayor one day? I don't have a record. Like, shit like that. Like, yeah. And it's, then I just work my way back. Okay, how can I do that? All right, well, I need to, I need to have more impact. Um... Uh, culturally, I need to have more impact in helping people. I need to give back a lot. Like that's one of the main reasons I want to get rich yeah. is to give people money because yeah. that shit is lit. Memorable shit with like the shit Drake did in that video. I was like, this is this guy's just living out our dreams. I'm like, this is what I want to do. Like this is that's where life gets fun. Is when you have so much money, you could just be like. All right, let me change some lives now. Yeah, like some, what? Some stuff is cool, you know, but stuff like, is op- always cool. But opportunities but and actual moments are changing stupid. people's lives is. <laughs> Name me a better thing. Nah, <laughs> nah, I'll put it that way. Name nah. me a better thing than changing someone's life for the better. Like I don't think there's anything like that exists. And so. even too, like if you want to get onto like your legacy, mm-hmm. like if you if you make it, you have the whole, all the the money in the world. You set up your family later on down the line. And they can change lives. They can change lives. And they also, like, they have a certain prestige. Like Plant seeds, man. Plant seeds. Oh, yeah. And my big thing is also representation. Like, I want black Canadians to feel like they have a voice that's outside of music. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. what do we have? You know that, outside of music and sports you know that feeling or like you always see this on tv where it's like there's a little kid and he's like bratty or he's annoying and like all the other kids are like yo no you can't hurt him because his dad is like yeah this big person yeah yeah, yeah. that's like kind of like how i want our kids to be <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what i mean dead ass like dead ass like yeah that's the end goal yo that's that's marlon's kid yeah Man, you can't yeah. no he's yeah. a bummer he's yeah, a no. bummer yo that happens to me now Really, like your brothers? Like, no. Like, I feel like <laughs> a lot of times um, I'll get out of situations that that are getting, like, a little testy yeah. when it comes to, like, confrontation. Oh, yes. Because yeah. man's would be like, yo, that's Marlon Pomeroy. Oh, chill out. Like, and they're saying it, like, 
yo, he's a popular guy. Yeah. But the way it comes off is like, yo, that that you will fucking done you, fam. Like that's bonnet bomber, dog. Yo, chill out, bro. He palms. That nigga fucking palms people, dog. He palmed her, yo. I see the palm her face. <laughs> that's why they call him Palmer, dog. In the middle it's of the crazy. club. In the middle of the club. <laughs> you know what I mean? So imagine talking about me like I'm some sort of goon, but really they just like, yo, that's that's Marlon Palmer. Oh, man. It's like they're saying it. The and they're saying time. it like, oh, it's Marlon. He can get away with stuff. He's popular, <laughs> which is weird to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm not complaining. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not complaining at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just want to leave a legacy. Um, one person that is doing that is undoubtedly Akon. Um, we know what he's done for Africa with Akon lighting Africa. Um, I can't remember how many homes he provided um, electricity to. I think it was 600 million, if I'm not mistaken. 600 million people. Um, Akon, he's he's evolved way past smack that all on the floor, smack that, give me some more, smack that. (laughs) This guy took smack that money and said, yeah, I'm going to save my people. And this is what I'm talking about giving back. And the thing is, that's just Akon. Not to take away from Akon, but I'm saying there's a lot bigger, more powerful people out there that could impact these type of situations a lot better than they currently are. Shout out to Lady Gaga for making Akon all that money to save black people. Um, I know she didn't see that coming. Um, she, uh, yeah, yeah. Akon, I, I really, I wonder how rich he is. But my thing is like, why? See, it's a, it's a weird thing to say. Because like, you often wonder why more celebrities don't do more. Right? Donating money. And I understand that there are certain industries where you're not guaranteed the next check. Um, you don't know how big the next check's going to be. It's a very touch-and-go industry where it's like, if you're not hot, you're not hot, and nobody's calling you, nobody's doing anything, whatever, and you got to kind of create your own shit. And sometimes that leads to controversy. Like, you got to do something controversial or whatever. Yeah. So, I like, I understand to some extent where it's like you you worked so hard for so long and now you have money you don't want to give your money away and you have yes. bills now that are much higher it's, once you get rich I, I everything just gets more expensive no, the thing is it's a cost of living thing mm-hmm. right it, because and then also too you're in these circles with other rich people yeah so now you're competing with imagine it like, doesn't yo, end yo, we, it doesn't end guy, like did he still feels broke in a room that's weird Diddy will go to a room and feel and broke. Feel broke on purpose. He'll go and hang out with these people and feel broke on purpose. Be like, I gotta get some. It's incre- it's incre- it's crazy. It yeah. never ends. And it, yeah, it's literally the cost of living. Like, yeah, they could live off of a fraction of what they make. And that's my thing. No, but they, no, but they rather put it into like assets. Like they rather put that money. I don't uh, get it. Like if I have a hundred million dollars, my guy, Jay Z. Like I, I, I'm sorry. If I'm Jay Z, I'm giving away a million a month. A million a month. Is, is that, that so, so much to ask, Sav? And then, well, okay, what, $100 million, what, like, tax-free? Like, how much are they already going to take from you? Like, from that $100 million? It doesn't matter. I don't know, man. A million a month? Yo, Jay-Z I, I, can't afford a million a month. He's a 500K for an appearance. Okay. I'm like... <laughs> 500K this, for an appearance? He just shows up. 
they probably do donate. Oh, okay, goodness. two things, two things. They probably do donate, but it's kind of it's kind of a gift and a curse when it comes down to it because sometimes <sighs> it works out in their favor, like God's plan. Drake yeah. looks very charitable. It's a good See, look. and that's the thing. And then, and then other times, they just, they, they're like, hey, I'm donating. And you're like, why are you so That's bad? the thing. You're like, that's the thing that like sucks. Based on donations. And, and sometimes it's self-interest. It's got to, I think it's got to be one of those things where you give away so much so often that people don't even think you're showing off anymore. And you don't use it for anything. Like, don't use it for anything. Don't do it near a single drop. Don't do it near an album drop. None of that. Just give away fucking money. Just give shit away. Find people. Set up some sort of program where, like, you can get people. There are people who write under these Instagram comments every day. I'm... Handicap, I lost both my legs in the war. I have no money. Could you please send me something? And it's just a random celebrity. And they're just like, this is a Hail Mary. You can tell that they have no choices left. They're, the pride is out the door. They're just saying, yo, please. They're just, they're just praying, yo, help me. I'm praying you see this one comment and be like, yo, I have enough money to give this person 50000 or whatever. They're praying for that. And, like, my thing is, like, there's so many people like that out there. And there's so many rich people. Well, there's okay. a lot of rich people. Do you like Canada the... alone? Like, the, 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 I can't remember what the exact numbers are. Well, the ratio were. is horrible. The ratio. We have a lot of rich people that live here. Ontario specifically. Yeah, a lot of millionaires. Like, okay. What about, the, what about the Bill Gates route where he's basically donating his money after he dies? He's donating it now, though. Oh, he's, he's the most. No, he's a he's philanthropist the most now. But I'm saying biggest philanthropist of all time. But the majority of his wealth uh -huh. is going after he he's out. So I don't like that. You don't like that. No, I want to have full control. I want to see it, and I want to see what I'm in, what what I'm affecting. Okay, that's my thing, and it might be selfish. You can call it whatever you want, but. I want to know that so what I'm giving is is happening. So the huh? timing of it doesn't bother you then, because like, of, like in the sense of he can live rich and that very wealthy life without yeah. having to give. He he he, did, he does give away, but he doesn't have to give away that huge lump sum until after he passes. So does that bother you at all? It like, does bother me. Yeah, because I do, I feel like once he dies, it's like there's so many legal loopholes that can happen, and you don't know. My thing is, why are we so trustworthy of, like, all these banks and everything? And even back to the medicine. You don't know what's in those pills. They could tell you whatever. You're buying it just because it's in Shoppers Drug Mart and not in an alleyway. That's the only reason you trust it. And so now you're buying this shit and you're assuming it works and it placebo affects the shit out of you. And now your, your headache's gone because it just wore itself out. But you think Tylenol is what helped you. You don't know. So it's like... These banks could say whatever. And then it could end up anywhere. And it could end up wherever. If you had $500 million, yeah. would you own a yacht? Would I own a yacht? Yeah, would you own a yacht? Probably. Okay, a yacht is literally the best way to blow money. There's yeah. like literally is so expensive that Very like expensive. 500 million and you own a yacht and I'm sure you own like real estate, so on and so forth. Mm. Like it adds up. I don't yeah. think they have as much disposable like cash as. But like, that's their own. That's their own think. choice, though. You have financial advisors who, who who tell you these things along the way. Hey, I don't think this is a good idea. This is a good idea. Here's a good investment. They do what? Do they say it's a good idea? Listen, once idea? you have that much money, it doesn't matter what they tell you. They're your advisor, not your parent. That's what that's what you're thinking is. So a lot of these niggas go broke, cause they have financial advisors. All of them. Who get to, they tell them, yo, if a transaction comes out that's hefty, they get a call. Like, yo, did you just 
Three hundred thousand on on that? Come on, like we gotta we gotta start being more financially literate. Whatever. They have these people in place. They just don't listen to them when they don't feel like listening to them. Because at the end of the day, it's your money. You've worked so hard for this money to tell for someone to tell you how to use it. I doubt that. So it's like you just gotta have that mindset where it's like, do I need a yacht? Do I need three? Do I need this car? It's all about competing. Once you get to a point where it's people who don't care about competing, like I'm, I'm really waiting to see what Kendrick does. I haven't really heard of that much philanthropy on the part of Kendrick. Okay. But I'm pretty sure that he's gonna do something big at some point. I feel he. I feel like he. Well, I feel like he would be the type to be active already. Yeah, but me too. But, but it's like probably low key not saying anything to anybody mm. because he's also the the one that didn't get the big mansion. He has a pretty regular yeah, house. Very, very low key. You saw the car his his cousin got. See, that's the thing, cost of living. Like he he keeps it down. Very down he because down. he realized he doesn't need doesn't to do need all it. that. He doesn't need it. And it's it's partly in fact of the in due to the fact of how he branded himself. Exactly. As an artist. Um but it's also like I really genuinely feel like I'm at that point in my life where if you asked me 10 years ago, yeah, whoa, I want a million dollars, I want this car, blah, blah, blah. Like, at the end of the day, when I get rich, I'm not going to want as much as most other people. I'm okay. I've lived life at the bare, with the bare minimum for so long yeah. and found such great happiness in it and so content I think you that mentioned I, that. I think know you said, I don't need to. I think you said, like, I'm. my whole thing is looking for Comfort. comfort. It's comfort. Comfort. I don't care about like, the extra shit. Luxury is one thing. Comfort is a different thing. Comfort is a different thing. And it's like, once you get that comfort, like, I don't think anything else is, like, anything else is necessary, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't think that extra shit you need to do. Like, I don't feel the need to compete. Especially once you, you're solidified in who you are as a person. Once you don't need to compensate with material things. I see where your luxury would lie. I see you wanting, if you were like just completely balling out of control, it was a problem, it yeah. was an issue. I could see you trying to compete with the biggest parties in the city or yeah. the biggest events in the city. Like, yeah. In terms of like getting people together, like mm. moments. Like Competition would be not in, in money and assets, but in what I'm able to do. See like how Dave Chappelle did that block party? That's I'd want to do something bigger. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Exactly, like, exactly. And it wouldn't be about the money. It'd be just about competition. That's yeah. my entire thing is competition. Yeah. And what you got to strive to want to be the best. I don't get anybody who wants to be mediocre in life. Like, I don't, that's weird. It's very weird. You should always strive to be number one. Yeah. So it's like if that's my goal, then the other shit doesn't mean anything to me. Hmm. It doesn't mean anything. That's why people like um, LeBron is always going to flourish. The man's number one. In the world, basketball player, and still he works like he's a rookie. Like his workout regimen is ridiculous. Yeah, that's how you stay there, right? That's how you stay there, and he realizes that. It's not about the money for him. It's about the competition and leaving a legacy behind. What, like, with me, it's like, what's the, what's the point of having all that money if no one's going to remember you? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what's the point of being, what's the point of being um, Andy Milonakis? Dead. Like is at the end of at the end of Andy Milanakis' life, are they gonna remember him for anything great? Yeah, he's just no, gonna be well, another rich no, guy I'm not, that I'm not was here famous. About, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. th at the end of the day, you shouldn't be just trying to be like. You get to that point, and you're like, okay, I'm here now. I'm famous. I I guess I don't gotta try anymore. 
that's specific to our industry though. Like tr trying to make it right. Like, like I don't think everyone out there, their end goal is to be. I think well your known. end goal should, if you're fucking, like, if you work at a cubicle, you should be working to be in that top corner office with the view. Okay. 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 That's, that, that's, that's not fame. That's just top. That's competition. That's just, just competition. Up, yeah. Up. Like it, fame, I, okay. fame is subjective. Like you, different. you can okay. be famous for dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. Not even, you don't even have to be good. My thing is being the best. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Being the best of whatever goat, you do. Goat life. That's goat fun. life. If you are fucking, um, super head, super head, yeah. strove to be super at head. She did something really good. <laughs> and she made money off of yeah. it because she was so good at it. Yeah. So it's like she strove to be the best. She's the fucking best. That's, that's so odd. And now there's a billion superheads out here. So it's like, thank you, superhead. Yeah. Girls were on the timeline after Black China was uh, bird pecking that penis. Oh, man. And they were all like, oh, that's how she's talking. Big, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, she's super whack. And I was like, half of y'all can't suck dick anyways. But because of shit like this, it raises the bar. <laughs> Ting see Black China fucking pecking that penis and go, yeah, I'm never doing that. I want someone to put like a voiceover of like a soccer English match announcer <laughs> over that. Like, oh, Yo. poor flaccid attempt. Oh. <laughs> Yo, you know what me and Amanda were talking about the other day? It is how unbelievably homosexual basketball references are. Like how so? Please elaborate. There's a million, bro. You can't guard him inside. He's too big. He's too lengthy. Once he gets it down low, it's over, big fella. What is that? Like, come on, come on. I mean, yes, that sequence. Come on, frightened me actually. Yo, bro. He backs him down, gets him to the low block, and brings him to his knees. He did. He brought him to. Like, come on, come on. Yeah, it could get. It could get. Very suggestive. These guys know how to work the ball around and get it to the middle. <laughs> what? Come on. I'm saying blind people watch this. Or just, just, blind people like, God damn. Basketball has really grown as a sport. He dunked it? He dunked it? Like, I feel like the best sport for all blind people. If I was blind, my favorite sport would be tennis. Mixed, mixed just, doubles. Just, like, just mixed doubles is porn for me. Ugh. Like, I'm just there jerking off like, like God damn Serena. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like Serena Williams is a porn star Guys, to blind people. Yo, ladies, you hear this? You come over to Marlon's house <laughs> and you try to get him in the mood. Just throw on a sports Just throw on some tennis and blindfold throw me. Tennis? <laughs> I got you. Throw on some tennis and blindfold me and uh, we can get it popping. And you're good. That's better than Netflix and chill. We get some blind Blind. <laughs> we just found the title of the episode. Oh, no. Blindfolded tennis and chill. <laughs> <laughs> blindfolded tennis and chill. They'd be like, nah, I gotta. I, what the fuck is this? If Blind. niggas can guess the title and what's going on from you can't <laughs> from this title. You can't. We're kudos to you. Deep. We're in too deep. You can't do this, man. In too deep, like Makai Fife. Jeez. Wow. Now my internet won't work. All right. This is great. This is ton up. Anyways. Um, the Weinstein Company has filed for bankruptcy, so that's great, great news. Um, obviously, uh, Harvey Weinstein, for those of you, I don't know, living under a rock. Um, he does things with his penis he should He does things with his penis he, he really shouldn't do <laughs> around others, especially. Mm -hmm. 
happened. Ugh, God. I hate he that just word. he look like have you seen him? He just looks like a I like, nasty I, human I t- being. Yeah, like I typed in Weinstein. I looked at him like he did. Oh, he looks like a slime ball, bro. Ugh. He looks greasy. Ugh. Ugh. I feel sorry for any woman that had to endure that. That is fucking gross. This guy is disgusting. And that's the thing. It doesn't matter if you if you're if you're good looking or not in this case. Whatever looking you are, this was disgusting. Jerking. How do you even jerk off and finish in front of a person that's looking at you in disgust or uncomfortable? Marlon, I think we've led certain lives that have completely just privileged. Like, we're privileged. We don't privileged understand. penises. We don't understand. <laughs> we are privileged penises. I feel like that's. What <laughs> no dead ass, cause I'll say some things, or like, yo, even like, if it's problematic, boom, boom, last week, this is privileged people. Have you ever, have you ever joked around with a girl, um, around some guys, and it's like a joke that you guys usually do, but the, the guys aren't usually, they're not used to hearing a girl and you make that type of joke. So like, yo, what the heck? And it's like, yo, ch- chill out. It's like, just, it's cool. She's, 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 she's cool, cool with that. Cool. Yo, I could never talk to a girl like that. That's crazy. And I was like, what planet are you exactly from? What do you think? What kind of? And I think it's a, a lot of times people think that certain people have the juice like that based off looks, but it's really just personality. It is definitely personality. It really is just personality. I know, listen, there are girls out here screaming six foot plus is the only way they're go- they're going. They don't talk to niggas who are short. Yada yada yada. Listen, I have personal friends who are f- under five nine, even five eight. I'll go as far as five seven. Jeez. And these guys pull more pom pom than some six three mans. And it goes back to what you said, where a lot of attractive people are dumb. Because they just wrote on their attractiveness. A lot of these tall ass niggas and niggas with all types of cars and Gucci this, Gucci that. Them niggas can't hold a conversation with you. Because you see what you've seen what they focus on. They're focus. Right. They, they they have accumulated all these assets because they can't speak. Yeah. And they feel like this is what they need to do to get by and yeah. to pull girls. And a lot of those mans who are tall. We're just born tall, so they're like, I ain't got to work half as hard. Oh, yeah. And that was true in the early days. Yeah. There's a lot of things that niggas did in the earlier days of growing up that we could just get away with easier yeah. than now when you're grown up and people have, you know, expectations and standards. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. And it's only getting harder, man. You guys thought it was, it was difficult before. <laughs> man. My- These days, whoo, women are fed up. They're, they're not having it. They're 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 fed up. They know they don't deserve this shit. They see other women who have been through worse shit, and they're saying, "I'm not, I'm not going through that." So it's like, it's a lot harder. I've I've heard all kinds of stories about weak attempts, just weak subpar. Listen, attempts. A lot of you mans, like you guys, puzzling. you guys don't have the juice. So I'm gonna just let you in on a secret. They show us your DMs. Oh, do they? Like. <laughs> oh, a lot of mans in this city. I should not know how you guys are shooting your shots, but my golly, I know your form. You know how many mans I have to <laughs> apologize on your behalf? Like, I'm sorry, like, as a guy. That oh, this is a my. Thing. I've apologized for a lot of you niggas, bro. I'm sorry. A lot of you mans, I've said sorry to girls to Jeez. four. 
it, 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 the things you guys say, Disgusting. the things you think Disgusting. will work is just so far-fetched to me. Yeah. Eye emojis, eggplant emoji on a, on a hey, how are you? Eggplant? Eggplant. You, <laughs> Send the eggplant. Oh my goodness! Digital Tourette's, unsolicited dick pics. I don't know what makes a man think that sending his dick unannounced. Your dick is just so. There's porn out, you know that, right? Like they they can type in dick in Google and see as many dicks as they want. Why do you think that yours is so special that upon sight she's gonna throw herself at you and throw you her vagina back? I've learned from a very young age that that's not a thing. Like we're we don't we're not sex symbols to that extent, where you can just send. It's not like boobs. They're never gonna be dicks. Are never gonna be boobs. It's not gonna work. Never, ever. When you think and about it's it, science. It's it's, it's literally <laughs> science. Science has literally said that the woman body is way more appealing because of the curves. Our everyone. eyes are attracted to everyone. To everyone. Even women. Even it's women. everyone. It's human being. It's a human thing to be attractive to the to the curve and the curves of a woman's body. The yeah. curve of his dick ain't gonna do it. Nah. Except if you're you safari, like, apparently. Ooh. Safari. Oh. Got them girls going crazy. Yes, all people week. talking about that. Uh, he dropped a video, or he I think somebody. somebody. I don't know if <laughs> he dropped. He probably did drop He's it, like, knowing him. Said, oh, and here's this. Oh, my bad. Yeah, <laughs> like oops, wrong file. Um, yeah, he he a video of him um leaked with with his dick swinging. Okay. And girls were just going crazy good, on the timeline. And reviews. once again, yeah, you got good reviews. And I, as a Jamaican, I mean, I could I only mean, stand there and you know, be like, be like hey, I, I can't wait to flourish off of this propaganda. <laughs> 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 shit. <laughs> the marketing scheme. Even the small penis Jamaicans that saw that were like, hey, shit. Like, we up. <laughs> we up. <laughs> seen the stock ticker. They at least gonna get in the bedroom now. The stock ticker went. Boop. Yo, I wonder how many mans with small pieces. Like a girl goes to rub their their piece under the pants, and they like they move, they dodge. <laughs> yo, I've never dodged the hand. What is so that? I'm wondering if yo, if I had a small dick, would I be like matrixing the? No, no, no teasers. I, those mans are probably always like, it's a surprise, baby. They're the most patient mans. <laughs> They're the most patient It's always a surprise. I don't want to ruin it. Ladies, if a girl says, if a man says, if you're like, yo, so how big is the piece? Or like, yo, send me a pic or whatever. And he hits you with it. And I don't want to ruin the surprise, you're man. Like, you're not ready. Like, I'll just... Not ready for one. That nigga ain't got shit to work with. Microphone. And is hoping that you just show up and eat the food that's there because all is, that's all the food that's in the house. That's it. That's <laughs> you're going you go to fill your belly or not. Good God. Not with that. Um, wow. <laughs> but yeah. That's um, hilarious. So they were happy. They were But Harvey Weinstein's five for Microsoft. What? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So far, yeah. They were impressed. Um, and, of course... The men showed their asses again, or I guess this time the dicks. Um, <laughs> nice. Niggas were on the timeline just, like, complaining. About his dick? Comparing. What? Yeah. Straight men comparing. Talks of, I ain't no safari, but I can still blah, blah, blah. Or, oh, I see one man say, um, oh, um. A girl just told me me and Safari are twins, but I didn't see the video, so I don't know what she's talking about. 
How'd you know it was a video, my guy? What are you doing? Okay, what are you doing? Okay, okay. Starting point. Just starting point. Let's just start from here. Let's start. Um, any type of sex tape or sex sex scandal mm. focusing on a male celebrity. Yeah. Your opinion. I don't know if it should really stem from there. Like, like as these guys comparing. I don't get why like, they why think. Why do you think that that's a jumping point for you to why, put yourself? How do you not see this as counterproductive? And why do you care so much? Nah, I don't know. I think this, this really, we gotta at some point address male insecurity. Because, like, niggas are really... We have to go through, like, how it manifests itself. Yeah. Maybe just to, like, give girls a guideline. Or even guys that don't even understand that well, they're dealing with insecurity. let's fucking do it. Let's do it right do now. It? Shit. Let's do it, man. Let's, let me, All right. We're gonna figure niggas, this out for y'all. Niggas are competitive. Yes. Cool. That's fine. We often blame women for being too competitive. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, we are a lot alike. Um, when it comes to competition. I think it's uh, also... Uh, I don't want to say... Well, yeah, it is a dick measuring contest. It is. To an extent. And, and you know what? Our ego is very, like, focused in certain And things. fragile. And fragile. It's fragile, but it's, like, very focused in, like, stuff like when you're... When Toxic girl, masculinity. Girl slept, yeah, like, if your girl slept her on on you, not, that goes to your to your. Okay, core. watch this. Watch to this. your core. Yes. Can your girl go on a date with a guy as a friend? As a friend, what do you mean? I don't understand. Like, like okay, they, your like, girl, your girl, watch this. Like your girl comes home. Friends? Watch this. Your girl comes home. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, she said, "Hey, baby, um, are you busy Friday?" Mm-hmm. You say, "Yeah, um, actually, I got this thing to do, whatever." Mm-hmm. She's like, "Okay, cool." He's like, and you're like, "Yo, what are you gonna get into?" Um, th- yeah, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. This uh, this guy at work, he actually has uh, courtside tickets to a basketball game on Friday. Oh. I, I I was thinking to go with him. Huh. And you go, oh, it's just, it's just you two. And she's like, yeah. He's just a friend, though. Okay, so I mean, there are multiple questions that follow this. Oh, what are they? What are they? Well, for one, how come have I heard about this person before? Ever? You have ever? Okay, so I know that they're friends at work. Yes. Okay, that's a good starting point for one. Yeah. Not not completely random. Uh huh. Um. Is there a frequency to like how much they hang out? Is this the first? They work camp? together. They work. I know they. Fir- I know, but like, is it like a? Your girl works full time, nine to five. Oh, that's kind of weird. I don't know, but okay. And <laughs> also, another, it's weird. another. Well, a little bit, only because mm-hmm. if it's a ticket, like just two tickets to yep. a basketball game. Hey, the I person just, he was bringing dropped out. Okay, Last minute, got now, sick. Now you're giving context. context. Now you're giving yeah. context. They got sick. <laughs> I'm okay, man. I'm okay. Wow. I'm 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 okay. Okay. I'm okay. Now. And you're, let's add some further context. Yeah. They work together, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's famous. But he's famous. He's famous. Oh, why is it Erna? Why is it Erna? You know what? It's not it's not so much that I'm worried about that specific night, that evening, whatever, uh-huh. then going to a game and then yeah. hanging out. Yeah. I think I'm more concerned with the attention that would follow if people thought that they were together. So why could what about the attention that would follow if it was just a coworker that wasn't famous? Say your friends were at the game. Yeah, okay. Well my friends were at the game and came back to me like as they should and be like, yo, this and that was going on. Yeah. I'd be like, Yeah, I warranted it though. 
like I was well aware of this. But what this about the like famous person? But what about the famous person? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's the energy around the famous but why? person about the energy. It's just. I don't but know. why? I don't know. Exactly. See, ego. It's ego. What is it? Because I can't provide the same type of attention. Like, hey, hey. I mean, if you were famous, I don't think you'd have a problem with it. Do you see what I'm saying? And also, well, ah. maybe, maybe, maybe if I was famous, it wouldn't be an issue. But also, too, I'm not just thinking about my own ego. ego. I'm thinking about, like, roles reversed. Would, would this even be a conversation? Can I do this? Probably not. Why not? Is, ah. is it ego on their part? Is it is. Like jealousy? It's got to be know. ego. It's got to be ego. Ego is the, 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 my thing, ego is. The ability to think that you have some right or say in what another person does. I don't think so. I, I think wouldn't so. put ego. At the end of the day, that's their own human. That's they're their own individual. If you're with that person, and this is, I'm just speaking clearly from a fucking, like omniscient, objective point of view. Uh huh. I'm not attaching myself because I agree with you. I'd I'd act exactly like you. I'm human. But if we're talking removing all ego. You have all she has to do is tell you she's going. Yeah, that's she doesn't true. have to ask you. Okay, but you this, don't own her. This is the way I have to. View you don't have to ask her if you are going. She don't own you. You're, and at the same time, with ego, you have to also be like, okay, why am I making a big deal out of this? This person's with me. No, that's that's how I view my ego. Mm. My ego is being so damn confident. That you can go on this date, quote unquote, with this person, mm -hmm. and I'm not concerned. I'm not sweating. I can go off. But is it confidence in yourself, or is it confidence in your significant other? Because that's what my I thing think, is. If I think you it, if you're if you're confident within yourself, yeah, that gives you the opportunity to be confident in the significant other. You will never be confident in your significant other if you are not confident in yourself. You just can't. How? Hmm. How do you put trust in someone like that? Like you can't do it. It does. It's, it doesn't make. It does not make sense. Hmm. You can't. You can't. Touche. Wondering if it works the other way around. If you could. Hmm. That's interesting. But yeah, I think it, yeah, it's like, wow. That's so tricky. You have to. You have to fully be like, yo. For one, it's, whether or not I believe that she is a person to get into some type of foolishness, mm. I have to sit back and be confident and say. I won't be texting her all the time while she's there. Exactly. I so, won't be doing this and that. So you have to make the decision with yourself. You have but to with that being with said, yes. with that being said, why does anything to do with the other person change how you feel about them going on oh, that date? Oh, because you put your visor on, your Dragon Ball Z visor. You <laughs> What's his scouting levels, report? The scouter. You check the, He's over 9,000! Yeah, you, you check the levels, <laughs> and you're like, hey, cool. Like, you, you know. But Why? You have to check. Why the do levels. you have to check the levels? You have to check. The Why? Levels. Why? You just have to check. The levels. Why? I don't know. The Why? only levels that should check be checked levels? is: Is he a rapist? <laughs> what? No, man. Is he you someone that will hurt my significant other? Because that's something out of your significant other's control. Everything else you're saying, the man could say whatever. He could woo whatever. But if my girl is standing strong in our relationship and is putting up the proper boundaries, and he still persistent and blah, blah blah i would expect my girl to either remove herself from the situation or just not act on it yeah not honestly they might not even bring it to the table if they think it's if it's going to be a thing on my ego like let's given that this is a thing that even happens like a, a dating outside of the well it did happen right. janae aiko right. 
uh, actually reported to have gone on a date mm -hmm. with Big Sean mm -hmm. while she was still, still in a relationship, and she went as a friend. But a date? Like them two together? It was them two, together. courtside basketball game. They had just you finished totally working together. You are open relationship at that point. Is that so? That sounds like an open that, like someone they that went I as friends with, though describes situations like this because he's in an open relationship with yeah. his girlfriend. All they have to do is say, "Hey, yo, there's someone you know I exchange numbers with, or whatever, mm -hmm. and we're we're gonna go out on this day." Well, Janae gave more context and said, "Oh, um, yeah, me and my boyfriend were going through some problems at the time, and yada yada yada." And I did tell him, you know, I'm going with yada yada yada. I'm Out of like, spite. okay, she did that. She so I'm like, that's weird. It's all the energy and you, you. I mean, these are two different, very two different contexts. Because you're saying, you know, this, the ticket, you know, the person dropped out of it. They they couldn't go, so she's a last minute. Oh, do you want to come? Like she sounds like she was going because she had issues with her boyfriend. It feels like Sean. it feels like she just, uh, to, in my opinion, she just wanted Sean at that point, yeah. and didn't want to act on it so that morally she wouldn't be in the wrong. But she just went on the date. So she just went on the date, kind of to like. This is how I see it. She was in a failing relationship. Uh huh. She saw Sean. Sean putting the moves on her. Yeah. She tells him that she's in a relationship, whatever. Boy. And he's like, "Fine, cool." Still invites her to a game. Mm -hmm. She sees this as an opportunity now to somewhat audition for her next job. You know when you, you're about it. to leave a job, yeah, yeah. job's just not working out anymore. So you start flirting with a bunch of other jobs. You yeah. hand it to resume here. Tell a friend, hey, if you guys are hiring, you know, yeah, your friend's like, yeah, I think we're hiring hosts. You start searching for jobs you know at what I mean? work. Yeah, you start yeah. flirting around. You start looking around like, okay. And then she realized, you know what? So I really don't like this job. And I, that job over there looks like it pays more. So does every every like platonic date with a friend of the opposite sex equal an audition? Is that is that kind of an audition? Is that where we, where we sway it? I think it depends on your relationship beforehand. With me, I'm a firm believer that at some point, it doesn't have to be a constant thing, but at some point, most guys want to have sex with their female friends. They're like, they're woman friends. Huh. I feel like there's there's some sort of attraction there, and whether it be um, sexual or personality wise, I feel like there's some sort of attraction there. Cause at the end of the day, is your friend. My thing has always been like, yo, you should be able to date your friends because they're your friends. They're like-minded individuals for a reason, and but at the same time, there's a lot of relationships you don't want to jeopardize mm -hmm. or hurt so you don't go to that place ever okay you don't bring it up you don't like allude to it and a lot of times you're in a relationship or whatever like you just don't bring it up because you like this person so much that you don't want anything to ruin it you know what i mean like i have friends that are girls that i would never go to that place with because like if we go to that place i've seen how it turns out sometimes well most of the times for people yeah. and it's never usually a good thing okay something always goes wrong unless we're getting married you know what i mean so it's like i wouldn't want to ruin or jeopardize those relationships that i have with them as a friendship level mm -hmm. so and i feel like that's the way it is for a lot of people they don't want to ruin what they already have so as soon as you go on these types of 
dates, mm-hmm. you're opening that up. You're opening. I think it depends on how it's set up. Like if Big Sean and, and Janae weren't. It's not like they were buddy buddy texting each other beforehand. You know what I mean? And it's like, a big thing if this guy is just pops up out of nowhere. Like, yeah. If there's no context, like yeah, it's exactly. Like, why are is why, why are, him? Why are plans being presented to me? How? Why? Why is this person so important that? Yeah. That you've made plans with this person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if there's someone who just popped up out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and now you guys are making plans and shit, and like. So I have a question for you, because I mean, we're in the industry. You you take like a couple dates, and you mm-hmm. you have little like work lunches, whatever the case may be, and you have to meet with other creatives. Yeah. That being said, do you feel like you need to find a woman that ultimately would understand or like have that trust in you to allow you to have those dates without giving you no headache, or like not even? like bat an eye at it not think about it have that much faith in you not well to give you a that's the thing like with me going into relationships i give disclaimers it's like a motherfucker yeah i i give all the disclaimers okay. i'm very transparent with all that shit uh-huh. because i don't like dealing with bullshit you heard me i'm always about the comfort yeah yeah in any capacity whether it be fame money good. protect your mind relationships yeah. Comfort is my number one thing. I want to be able to be comfortable no matter where I go. And protect that, yeah. And protect that. In dating someone, if I, I'm choosing you to be my partner, I'm choosing someone that's going to help make my life comfy, not make it less comfy. Less comfy. This is true. You see what I'm saying? And I feel like that's a lot of problems in a relationship. People go into relationships thinking, oh, now I got I got to do this and I got to do that. And it's like, it's, you look at it as tasks some, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Where it should be like, you should be finding someone where the, the level of comfort is so well that they don't feel like tasks. You know what I mean? Like certain things are just, it's a comfortability thing. Yeah. Like saying good morning or in the morning or whatever is a comfortability thing. Or yeah. messaging when you get home is a comfortability thing. Um. When I, before I get into a relationship, I'm just like, okay, yo, people might say some shit that's not necessarily true mm-hmm. because I'm in a spotlight and they want to get attention. Yeah. Um, there are people who will um, throw themselves at me, mm-hmm. and that's because of whatever position I'm in, mm-hmm. and you got to be able to deal with that. People complimenting whatever like these days, I feel like that sh- that shit shouldn't even go without saying because everybody has Instagram. Everyone yeah, is getting commenting. You see, and yeah. you see how it works. So it's like you shouldn't even have to be like, yo, did you see some girls message under my comment box? So that's not me. Hey, like, and that's the thing, man. are still getting railed up for what other people are commenting, yeah. and <laughs> it's insane. Like a girl goes under your picture. You have no idea who this chick is. Or maybe you do. Mm-hmm. That's Those are the worst ones. It's when you know who the person is and they're still doing some reckless shit under your comments. And you're like, my guy. It's like, LOL, reminds me of 08. You're like, why? Why are you doing this? Yeah. Or like some hard eyes or a tongue, whatever. Oh, yeah. And it's like you You know your story. You know this person years ago. They might not know your situation now. They don't know you're in a relationship or whatever. Mm-hmm. They don't know that they need to respect your relationship. So they're just treating you like how they would normally. Yeah. And now you're getting shit for it. Because you can't say I don't know that person. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Is it is I mean, back to what we were saying, it is it is ego, but it is a tall task to like ask someone to just put that thought process aside 
and like have them go on a date. Like Janae, like her ex, when that happened, when she's like, I'm going on a date. He had somebody else. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, no, no, in my mind. In, in, in my head, mind, like, the only way I'm fucking telling like my that, girl, oh, yeah, go ahead. He already he was He's done. done. He's done. gone. He's, He's finished. She's finished. Like, like at that point, it's done. Yeah. But They're like, running through the motions at that point. Yeah, like, I don't get, no. <laughs> that that would be a lengthy conversation. <laughs> yeah. A lengthy conversation. You're going hey, on what? With who? Where? Why? Yeah. It's so weird. Like you're saying that, and I'm like, you know what? Just when we're talking about this situation, I'm more so flexing my ego, saying I don't care. I'm mm. good, dog. Trust mm. me. But I'm also not thinking about the intention behind yep. her going in the first place. Yep. Yep. You know yep. What I mean? Yep. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. Yeah. It's like I find it. It's only gonna get more and more weird. The um, more um, women, like they're they're striving to get to that point where it's like equal playing field, right? Oh yeah. And I feel like once it does get to that point, there's gonna be a lot of those moments yeah. where niggas gonna have to check their ego. Egos are gonna get shattered. Left when, right when your wife's like, "Hey, my nigga, I'm I'm gonna go out uh get some beers with the girls. Um, you, you tuck the kids in, uh, do what you gotta do. Burp him. Make sure you burp him." I'm back in a few hours or whatever. She comes back three hours after she said she was going to come back. Smelling like drunk or something. Smelling like Axe. I don't know. What do male strippers smell like? What is that glitter? Smelling like Axe. Do they have glitter? And now niggas are coming downstairs in the robe. Where were you? With their durag tied to the front. Tying the durag. Where the fuck were you? Where were you? I was worried. You don't ask me no fucking questions. I was worried. I work all day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see that that kind of role reversal, if you will, if that's what you want to call it. I think we're way past that point now, where it's like there's so many f- professional women. Yeah. Um. It's 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 so weird that this pay gap still exists. Yeah, they gotta get to that. Like they it's super it's that. super blatant. Oh, in the wages. And it, how is that and legal? In like the wages between uh, men and women. It's super blatant. And it's like, how do you, how do you not sue everyone for everything? For everything, <laughs> like, general? how is like, women? Yeah, just ev- women should just moving. sue everything, men. Everything moving, yeah. Women should just be like, we bring men, men to the court. Like, <laughs> who's representing us? <laughs> who's representing? If women say, yo, we're gonna sue men. Who is the kind god king that will? Who's the woman that's suing us? And who is the man that's that's fending us? I'm saying Jesse Williams. That boy gives a hell of a speech. <laughs> that nigga give a hell of a speech. <laughs> that nigga give a hell of a speech. Jesse Williams versus Monique. <laughs> Jesse Williams versus Monique. Because Monique will be the first one to sue men on gender bias. Mass suing. Monique. Oh, man. Monique, Monique, Monique. Monique, um, for those of you guys who are unaware... Has gone on a bit of a complaining tour. <laughs> She's been busy. Past couple weeks. <sighs> she loves. Sorry. Well, beyond there. But yeah, Monique um, claims that Netflix uh, is gender bias and race bias and is not throwing her the bag she deserves. Um, not the bag that Amy Schumer got. 
But we did the bag breakdown on her. We 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 know how like we know how much they dissed. They dissed. <sighs> they dissed. They dissed. But but Amy Schumer did not deserve thirteen mil, and Monique did not deserve five hundred thousand. However, Monique does not deserve thirteen mil, and Amy Schumer does not deserve five hundred thousand. That's it. It's it's like that's, it, that's it. just the facts. It's like Monique deserved more. I would have personally given her probably one point five. Have you seen Trainwreck? I have not seen Trainwreck. I refuse to watch anything Amy Schumer is a part of. So you haven't seen her sketch, like her, her show, no, or anything like that? No, her definitely not. Nothing no like way. That. I've seen parts of her stand-up where she's stealing bits from comedians. Oh, she's trash on that part. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's, she lost my respect from that point on. You know what's funny? Because I, I was, I, earlier on when she first came out, I was like, oh, shit. Woman got one. No, but that's the thing. Like, when she first came out, and I knew her from her show, the Amy Schumer show, it just was so reminiscent of the Dave Chappelle show. Like, it's yeah. literally, like, so reminiscent that I was just like, oh, well, you know, it's cool. She's just paying homage to a, like, this format. Yeah, no, she doesn't, white she doesn't pay homage but she to anybody. Things, see? Yeah, basically. God damn. Yeah, she does. It's, it's uh, it sounds about white. It sounds oh. about white. See what he did there, guys? Um, you, didn't see, you didn't catch that. <laughs> Mars up. Mm. Oh, don't let that go over your head. <laughs> Casanova. Let it sink in. Um, but yeah, like, instead of, like, just creating a tour... And creating her own buzz. Mm-hmm. Monique's like just going on radio tours and just creating a buzz by complaining. She's on The View. She's on Breakfast Club. She's on uh, all these radio shows just complaining. And it's like, it's just embarrassing because okay, everybody, there's so many people on the fucking internet that were defending this woman as if Netflix is really wrong, like, really wrong. wrong here. And that's the thing. I also want. I haven't seen her stand up in a long time. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, if nobody I I, has. Uh, well, that's the thing. I want to know what they're seeing and and basically giving her the budget. The thing for. is, people are taking a larger issue and applying it to this one. Is this is not one of those? No, it's not one of like, those. Like, how do you not know how to differentiate issues? Monique is irrelevant. Bugging. Like that's just the fact of the matter. If Monique. Said I retire to tomorrow. I'd be like, oh shit. People would not mourn. Like you there would be no fucking vigil. There would be nothing. Be like, People would go on with life, and media would go on unaffected. Monique does not affect. Headline? Would it get a CP24 little thing at the bottom? It would banner? get the written. A little written thing. Eh? They wouldn't announce the shit. Would they even play it the whole day? Would they play it the whole day? BT would not give a Parker's marathon all day. Wow. I don't think if Monique retired tomorrow, there would be no Parker's Marathon next week. They might give her those like like lifetime. Would they give her a lifetime achievement? Yeah, they give her one of them joints. Give her one of those joints. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Make you feel a part of shit, you know. Hold that one. But other than that, Monique is not affecting pop culture (laughs) in any way. (laughs) No Parker's Marathon. Yeah, like it's just a fact of the matter. I don't know why people are acting like okay, cool. She won an Oscar. We all saw that movie. Yeah. how hard is it to be an angry black mother? Yeah. We all have those. We've seen them. I've seen it firsthand. Come on. Yeah. Come on. How hard is it to abuse somebody for an hour? <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, I really don't even think she deserved no fucking Oscar. Shit. The only part that was really good for me as an, for, as an actor to see her do was when she is in that, that um, uh, welfare office or whatever that was, talking to Mariah Carey in Precious. And she was crying and like trying to explain herself. I'm like, this is really good acting. You know what I mean? Other than that, That's about she it. fucking yelled at somebody for an hour, and y'all niggas are going off like she won an Oscar for fucking 
I don't even know. This isn't yeah. This isn't the bandwagon to jump on for sure. Like, cut it out. It's okay. Most decorated comedian. You want a fucking Grammy for a comedy album? There's a lot of comedians that have done that. She's the most decorated because she has the Oscar. She has the fucking um, Grammy for a comedy album and yada yada yada. But that doesn't mean shit in 2018. And let's and let's talk about that because there's a lot of people with a lot of accolades. Kobe Bryant is not getting a 28 year old Kobe bag because he's Kobe Bryant. No. Charlemagne brought up a very great point in there. I'm not giving Kobe Bryant, legend Kobe Bryant, money at the tail end of his career. Because he's not pulling in as much, he can't do as much. Mm-hmm. And they, their, their, their kind of argument was, oh, but as a comedian, the older you get, the more seasoned you get. And blah. Nigga, it's perspectives at the end of the day. You think there's no old comedians that are out here spitting game? We need Monique's perspective. And sometimes it's not tenure and it's not accolades. It's about impact. Impact. And I don't know how much she's impacted the culture in the past decade. My thing is where I say that Netflix should have given her more money isn't because of Monique's talent, isn't because of Monique's accolades. It's because of the current climate of what we're in right now. Yeah, that's just not. That is why Monique deserved that bag. Monique's bag, if they if they took into account her content matched with what we're going through right now, matched with how black women are feeling right now, they would have seen that that would have been a gold special. Yeah. If they marketed it properly, they could sell it very well. Because what Mark, uh, what Monique's content entails is a lot of female empowerment. Especially for women who are not the, the, the super girls or like the, the ones that are like super sexy or whatever. She speaks to the big woman. She speaks to the women who are insecure. You know what I mean? And she's always empowering those women throughout her entire special and so yeah her, her she has a not a niche market but she has a market that yeah it could really like blow up on bro her. she would have done one special woman would have went crazy for it she'd be speaking at the women's march next next year and then right off and like the, you get a movie deal from there like with me it's like yo go start a fucking tour yourself there are YouTubers out here doing this. Mm-hmm. There are podcast people out here doing this. Mm-hmm. You're Monique. If you're at, if the people want to see you as bad as you say they do, start your own fucking tour. Fund your own shit. Create a buzz. And then once you create that buzz, then your bidding war can start because now people want to see you. It's a, we're, we live in an age with the internet. It takes it five first. minutes for you to make a one clip of a set of a joke that you did. And if that joke is good enough and you're Monique, you already have your name as Monique, all you need is a five-minute set to go viral. All you need is a five-minute set to go viral. You get a special. I swear to you. You give Will Smith a special right now, the way he's acting. Will Smith can get a comedy sitcom right now. He can get a reality TV TV show. Everything. Because he's creating the reason you want to see it. He's he's giving... Nobody would have said, yo, Will Smith should make a vlog channel a year ago no i mean there are people who would have said it because they're deep fans but on demand as a demand thing that's not something you knew you would want it he's making you know now you i need more of this like exactly will smith on social media i need him on twitter i need him on everything because he's amazing yeah and so once you build and rise your own stock i feel like that's when people are going to invest in you that's and, and that's what for all of us like I cannot feel sorry for people who are already rich and acting like they have broke people problems, bro. 
Monique don't have broke people same, problems, fam. Energy, eh? Like, keep that same fucking... Listen, you know what it's like to really grind out here. Yeah, yeah. It's not and yeah, I get it. There's a lot of inequality that goes on. There's a lot of things that hinder you from success. You being a black woman who's very outspoken and true to yourself, I get that how difficult that could be in the industry. Anybody that's true to themselves in the industry always has a harder time. I get that. And you know your worth, too. That I get that as well. But not everything is Massabitas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, as black people, we got to learn to differentiate when those moments are. Because we weaken other arguments when you bring in this bullshit about, I deserve this and I deserve that. Now the people who really do deserve some fucking equal pay for the shit that they do are looking like they're bullshitting because they're coming behind you. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I really did not respect it at all. And I still don't respect it. I don't care what the fuck people are saying. Well, I'm sure Netflix doesn't give a shit at this point. They don't. Not, and Tiffany Haddish traction. just proved that, like, you know, it's bullshit. Yeah. Tiffany Haddish just got paid 900K and she's doing a cartoon voice for Netflix. Dope. So, so tell me where the, the equal pay problem is there. Tiffany Haddish, one of the hottest people in the world right now, should she have boycotted and... And yada yada yada. No, it's a person to person basis. It's not a race. It's nine hundred thousand dollars, my guy. Mm-hmm. Like that's five hundred thousand. If you're Monique, if you're struggling, I'm taking that money. Just go run with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's not always a race thing. I get knowing your worth. Cool. Also, the concern is too if she does take that money. Now, is that considered her new rate? You don't want people... Not if you build. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Not if you take that money and flip it for them and make $10 million off the 500 yeah, k you make the flip, then you good. You make the flip. Ryan Coogler. Mm-hmm. Fruitvale Station, 200 k 17 mil. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 what's that second movie? Creed. Mm-hmm. $20 million. $45 million in return. Box office, uh, Black Panther, $200 million budget. 500 to plus. 700 million plus so far. Like, you show what you can do. If people aren't giving you the opportunity, you take the cut and you show what you can do. Monique is not realizing she's got to start over in some capacity. Like, as a creative coming up, when you're starting out in this industry, and I'm sure you've experienced this, you got to do a lot of shit for, for fucking peanuts. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to do your gratitude. You and you know you're worth more, but yo, you got to do your shit until people know and believe in your talent and know that you can produce what you're saying you can bring to the table. 100%. So once you do that, people are only going to rise. It's not It's not one of those things like it's your plummet stocks. Yeah. Your stock plummets, I mean. Like, it, you're only going to rise. If you're special and you're as funny as you say you are, you take that $500,000 and that is an investment. To keep going. Taking that cut is an investment to build on other things later on once you kill that. Well, that's Monique for you. Crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Crazy. People talking. Uh, man, man, don't get me mad. <sighs> but yeah, sticking on race. We like to do that here. Yeah, it's fun. Um, <laughs> the double standard of driving while black in Canada. Now, we often... Um, we touch on the fact that Canada likes to ignore their own racial issues because of America's gleaming racial issues. Um, it seems to overshadow what we have going on. Um, shout out to my native people. Um, but 
there was a uh, broadcaster, sorry, Marcy Len or Ian. Uh, she's a broadcaster and co-host of The Social, um, black woman. She was um, pulled over in front of her home, uh, basically in her driveway. And yeah, I'm going to just let her detail the experience. Uh, the vacuum is relationship, blah, blah, blah. My safe place, I was scared. My hooded parka. For a third time in eight months, I was being questioned by a police officer, and I had broken no law. I had just driven my daughter to my sister's house for a sleepover. The streets were unusually quiet as I pulled into my driveway. A police cruiser was parked behind me, lights flashing. I got out of my, out of my car to ask him why he was there. Get back in your vehicle! Pardon? I asked, alarmed by his tone. Get back in your vehicle! Quietly, I got back into my car and shut the door. As he approached, I, ca I cracked the door open to hear what he had to say. He told me to close it, and then gestured for me to lower the window. As the window lowered, I looked up at, it, looked up at him, his, at his uniform, his stance, his eyes, and wondered, what now? I felt a queasiness in my stomach. I felt powerless, but summoned some strength. I'm not going to break, I told myself. I will remain calm, but I'm not calm. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I don't deserve this, not now or the previous times I had been pulled over. I want to let you know you're being recorded, he informed me. You failed to stop at a stop sign back there. That's dangerous. There's a school here. Lots of kids. I told him my daughter attends that school, silently giving thanks she wasn't with me. He asked for my idea and handed over my license and registration and ownership. As he perused, he then asked me if I live here. Yes, I said. When he returned to his cruiser, my reporter instincts kicked in. I texted my family to let them know what was happening so there was a definitive record of time and place. My phone started ringing. It was my sister. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. Next came a blah, blah, blah. Texted back. Then officer, yada, yada, yada. A couple seconds later, the officer returns. I'm going to give you a warning. Be careful driving out there. If I've done something wrong, give me the ticket, I said. I'm prepared to pay it. I went on to tell him that this marked the third time in the past eight months that I had been stopped by police. Every time, the initial questions had been the same. Do you live around here? Is this your vehicle? In every case, I wasn't issued a ticket. Then I asked the officer point blank, how do I explain this to my kids? I teach them to be respectful, fair, and kind, but I'm not feeling respected, served, or protected right now. He looked at me, bade me good night, and walked away. Hmm. So it's like, I've definitely been in that situation. That almost the exact situation, actually, yeah, to a over. T. Multiple I times. got pulled over in front of my house mm -hmm. um, for for rolling past a stop sign, apparently. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. Stop. Really? Yeah. No, I don't want to be a me too guy. No, seriously. But yeah, yeah. Like, I literally, I, I don't even remember rolling through a stop sign. They, as far as I'm concerned, he just made that up to stop me. No, no, yeah, yeah. No, that's was, what I'm saying. It was like, nighttime. It's, it's always a, you rolled the stop sign. Yeah. But I'm like, I see the police behind me. Chances are I'm not going to roll past roll. a stop. I'm going to stop and, like, pause longer than I typically exactly, do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, continue. And so, yeah, I drove and I... I was probably a block from my house, and um, as soon as I was about to turn left, uh, I see the lights go on. So I turn left. I'm like, well, I'm home anyways. I might as well turn into the driveway. Turn into the driveway. And yeah, dude comes up to me. What are you doing here? What are you is, doing here? Is this your vehicle? I'm like, this is my house. Mm -hmm. This is my mom's car. Mm -hmm. what, what was I pulled What's over the for? Issue? Well, uh, I seen you uh, go past the stop, stop sign in the school zone. Yeah. I'm like, I don't remember doing that, but all right, blah, blah, blah. He's like, license registration, gave him my shit. And he comes back with a warning. And I'm like, yeah. 
So let me get this straight. I I broke the law, but you're just gonna let me go, but you're still gonna stop me and waste my time? This doesn't add up. This is weird. This doesn't add up. And with the line of questioning, I could only assume that you were wondering if I stole this whip and if I'm in somebody else's neighborhood yeah. that I'm not supposed to be in. Yeah, this neighborhood's which, decent. Which, re- realistically, I can be in any fucking neighborhood I want to. Yeah. Ask me what am I doing here. It's none of your fucking business. I can be anywhere I want at any time. There's no curfew. I'm not under house arrest. I'm not on restraining order or probation, so... Why you ask me, what am I doing here? It's funny what we get used to. Because, like, when police stop me, I expect that exact same experience. You expect that exact same question, right? because, I mean, it's happened before. And then you just answer it. Yeah. And because if you... That's the thing. You meet with any resistance, all of a sudden, now it is a ticket. Now it is a problem. Now step out of the vehicle. For sure. Because I have questions, I should step out of the vehicle. And, like, that's the other thing. These people wear these fucking badges and think that they can talk to you any way they want to. Which is insane. And I'm not one of those people who are going to take some shit. I've already gotten into a co- uh, fight with an officer because I'm not one of those people who are just going to stay silent and let you talk to me any way you want. Yeah, yeah. You respect me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't give a fuck who you are, what badge, uniform you're wearing. I'm going to ask questions if things don't make sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just so shitty as black people to have to still go through this stuff. As if we're not allowed to have money and nice things. So was she more so pissed off? Was she hurt? What, what was the tone? She was everything. She was all of it. She was hurt. She was angry, frustrated. It's like, how many times can I pull up in my own neighborhood without one of y'all niggas bugging me? I don't know. When I'm not doing anything wrong and there's niggas out here doing some shit. And you're just letting them skate by. But because I'm black in a nice whip in a nice area, there's a, there's a problem. Yeah. Stupid. Like, I've gr- even I've grown past the point. Like, because there's a lot of black people that do it, too. You see a black person with a car, nice car, my mom would be like, look at this drug dealer. My mom would say that. And I would grow up with that same mentality. Like, oh, shit, this nigga must be, fuck, you got a Mercedes? That nigga must be pushing bricks. But I've grown out of that. Yeah. I know we, we, we make money now. You know what I mean? There's other routes, for sure. So it's insane that we still have to be subjected to that bullshit. Um, it is cool putting them in their place though when they're when they're oh, there. Jesus Christ! Doing that. When that uh, attorney general in the states got pulled over and she took that nigga's badge number and everything, I said yes, Queen. Need his face. Get him! Get him! Cops really give you more reasons to not like them than to like them. Yeah. And I don't understand why that is when there needs to be a mutual trust within the community. Yeah, especially when you're young too. I like I I found that as as like a young black male growing up around here, there's just bad vibes, bro. Just bad, bad vibes. It's like they automatically just put you in a box. And yeah. I get it. You see a lot of shit daily, and it's easy. It, it, like if I see, let's see how can I put this. If I know, um. I don't know, McDonald's workers always, I don't know, let's see, fucking, if every McDonald's worker I've ever seen skated out of out of work, like when they're done work, they put on some inline skates and just <laughs> fucking wheeled off. Paint the picture. And that was, that's, I'm talking five years. <laughs> I'm just seeing McDonald's workers finish work, all right, bye. Wee. And just wheel out, yeah. And they just wheel off. I would assume all McDonald's workers skate home after work. Yeah. So I get it. You know what I mean? You go through a lot of times where you're seeing a lot pattern, of crime. Pattern. 
you seeing a, a big pattern within the black community and it makes you put people in a box involuntarily. You don't even mean to sometimes, mm -hmm. it just happens. But I think what the bigger issue is, is that police are not educated on how these situations come to be about. I, don't, I feel like in the police training, it's more so how to be a police officer and not necessarily how to be a police officer that's also a human being to understand context. Yeah. These people are in disparaging neighborhoods with not a lot. And you notice that majority of the crime does not happen in the richer neighborhoods where they have a lot. What, what does that tell you? Like, shouldn't you be a le at least somewhat lenient or have some sort of like, give some sort of bly for people who are not doing that much. Like, you know what I mean? And you still want to fucking bug them. Yeah. In a community like that where there are bigger issues. There are things going on. You know what I mean? Stopping and frisking when niggas are just walking to school. Little, little things that don't, don't need to be, have a spotlight on them. And if you understood some historical context or took in the reasons why these people were there, you wouldn't bug these people for some little shit like that. Because you're just adding to their stresses. Adding to their frustrations that they already have to go through. adding to the tension. Just adding to it. And it doesn't make anything better for anyone. It doesn't make your life easier. It doesn't make their life easier. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It's just super weird, man. I don't know what the superiority complex is with cops. They put on a badge and now they think that they're the mayor. <laughs> and even the mayor couldn't talk to me how he fucking wants to. So what makes y'all niggas think you could? That badge. Rob Ford couldn't have said shit to me back in the day. RP my nigga. I'd be like, chill, you being. No, yeah. <laughs> chill, you blood clot being. That's how he'd get it still. RP my nigga Rob yeah, Ford, man. RP Rob, I can't believe he died. It still hasn't really resonated I mean, with me. It hasn't really sunk in. It's kind of like when Aaliyah died. Okay, let's... No, it's not. It actually. is. I'm for me. Put my hand up. It's kind of yeah. like when... Rob, no. My... No. Michael. Who? Jack... Yo, stop disrespecting. No, Clark Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> From the Green oh Mile. Oh, my God. The Green Mile. Stop disrespecting Michael Jackson by putting... From the Green Mile. No, Michael Jackson's still alive in my mind. He's not allowed to die. <laughs> but there's some people that are just not allowed to die. Like, no. Will Smith, not allowed, not allowed to die. die. Oprah, not, not allowed to die. die. Ellen can't die. Obama definitely can't die. You know what die. I thought the other day? I don't want Shaq to go. Shaq, Shaq can't, can't die. Shaq can't die. No way. How dare you? Shaq. Magic Johnson clearly can't die. He can't. <laughs> even when, even when life wants him to. He's defying logic. <laughs> that nigga said, nope. Magic Theaters. So no thanks. Magic Theaters. <laughs> Um, thank you guys for tuning in for another week of the Extra Gravy Show. If you guys enjoyed it, um, please head on over to the Apple Podcast app. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a little review. Um, also, if you guys have anything you guys want to discuss from today's show, please hit us up on Twitter, Extra Gravy Show. Uh, hit us up on SoundCloud in the comment section. Comment section is bumping on SoundCloud. Um, let us know what you guys think on certain topics. It's really good on SoundCloud when you guys let us know because it also puts down the minute. Oh, that they respond. That you're responding to. So then I don't have to sift through the episode and be like, yo, what were we talking about at that point? 
Because whenever I see the comments on SoundCloud, it gives you a timestamp whenever you comment. Mm -hmm. And now I know to go straight to there and be like, okay, this I can reply now. I know what they're talking about completely. Because a lot of times, we listen, we talk two hours a week on here. Yeah, yeah, two hours going. a week plus. Mm -hmm. And we can't remember everything. No. You see how much we dive in and out of topics. There's no way we can keep yes, track of everything. Meta. Like, what is today's crazy. fucking title again? Yo, guy, okay. I have a I have a bid for a title, but I know you had another title. What was the title before? Oh God, we do this all the time. Where we have to go back and find the title. What was the goddamn title? Tennis, tennis. Blindfolded, blindfolded tennis, tennis, and, tennis chill. and chill. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and you wanted the 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 penis one. Oh God, why you gotta don't? Do <laughs> you wanted that. the penis. <laughs> Sam wanted some dick. Jeez, man. <laughs> oh my God, it was problematic pum pum last time. Yeah. And this one, I thought it should be privileged. Privileged penis. penis? I it was privileged <laughs> penis. But, but but no, the tennis one works. I, I think like the, the tennis, tennis one is just so much more confusing. We'll see. Privileged penis is kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I know privileged penis. You're just penis. like, what are they talking about? And they're going to think the whole episode is about Safari's, Safari's dick. dick. <laughs> forget it. I, uh, forget it. I, I forget it. Um... But yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, hit us up on extra, at the Extra Gravy Show on uh, Twitter, Extra Gravy Show on Instagram. I swear to you, I'm posting the pictures tomorrow. I promise. I promise. Life just gets sidetracked and they're coming. It was a good time. You should just be at it. That's the idea. Yeah, maybe you should just be there. Okay, just be present. Don't wait for pictures. Just be present. Okay, live in the moment, man. Shit. But we will post them so you get cheese. Yeah, bro. we're going to post them tomorrow, so I promise. I promise. I swear to you. I promise. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. I'm Marlon. And that was the extra gravy. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.